this is World Dane of Sanctuary, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. What the fuck is up, and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gore Christ. With me, as always, Dr. Vincent West. Hey, 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 sir. How are you? Fucking awesome, and we have a killer show. It's been a little while, it took a little break, uh, but it's good to be back. We got Warl Dane on the show of Sanctuary, and for you Nevermore fans, have a good time listening to this, and uh, very good interview, very awesome, and we have something very special for him as well uh, to pair up with him on this episode. Uh, Doctor, we'll let you take this one. You know... And I, I probably will get a lot of heat for this, probably. I'm going to probably never hear about it, but, but yeah. Uh, American Werewolf in London, my favorite werewolf film. This is the story of two young American students traveling through England on a night of the full moon. Did you hear that? I heard that. What was it? Could be a lot of things. Fate let one live. A lunatic must have been a very fierce fellow. Wasn't a lunatic. What? A wolf. Oh, be serious, would you? And now everything is changing. 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 John Landis, the brilliant young director of Animal House and the Blues Brothers, has turned a classic tale of terror into something new. Something different. Excuse me. A naked American man stole my balloon. I'm a werewolf. werewolf in London. Something different. It's my favorite too. Uh, even, even over the 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 classic universe, I, this is it for me. This is this is what I grew up with. I didn't grow up in the uh, a long time ago. I grew. Up, I'm I'm old, but I'm not that old. So <laughs> it's it, yeah. I love this movie. I think this movie's fantastic and very well done. Uh, it's just a beautiful film. And we're watching the 4K master of it. And the brand new, uh, it's called the Restored Edition, I believe. Actually, maybe a 2K uh, master. The one that just came out. Uh, not the Blue Moon Edition. Although uh, it has all the, the stuff. On yeah, the it, it's got all the stuff ported. Uh, director John Landis, of course. Uh, he was a legend just from making this movie. Frank Oz, did you have this in this movie? Yep. Sure. And you know, of course, John Landis did Animal House, that piece of shit. That everyone but he did Schlock. And El- Elmer Bernstein did the music, who, for those of you who don't know, did the score for Ghostbusters, which is my favorite movie. <laughs> and Rick Baker, which is Star Wars guy. My favorite makeup artist as I mean, a kid. And mm, he's, awesome. uh, he's a beast. And this is 1981. We were, me and uh, the doctor were going over this before we uh, hit record on this. And we went on the air. So uh, 
We were trying to name off stuff from '81. We were kicking dirt off. The How far did we get so far? What did you have already? Well, let's let's. I'm I'm gonna. I'm we'll just because go you you. American Werewolf in London, '81, and then underneath we got. Okay, we've got uh, for your eyes only. For your eyes, James only. Bond. Mm-hmm. For those people that don't know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones for you that. Yeah, right. Don't, don't know that. Apparently, listen to podcasts, but don't have to see Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, stripes. Stripes. Which I caught on a fluke uh, when we were uh, doing. <laughs> you were just like, yeah. Part. So I was watching Stripes the other night, and I was like, eighty-one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and a good one you brought up, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, and uh, uh, Halloween Part Two. Halloween Part Two, which, which I was another I horror sequel. Pulled out of my ass, but. After that, and I'm I'm going to try to at least get one more. All right, if I can see see we got it, uh, and if if I can pull this off, it's a big one. There's a big one that you have. This is a random one, but I, I want to throw. No, I think that's eighty two. I'm going to throw this out. This is really weird. The listeners going to think this is even weirder because I'm not a fan of this movie. However, Bill Murray's in it, and the part he's in it, it's funny. Is Tootsie eighty one or is that eighty two? I believe that's eighty two. Fuck. I try to get clever there. This is a huge one. I know there's stuff I'm missing. I know. Huge. No, this one is... For you, this is huge if you don't know this one. Oh, it's not Wrath of Khan because that's 82. No, no, no. This is like... I mean, it's not horror. It's... Uh, I know. So I, I jumped immediately to Star Trek. Action movie. 81. Yes. Action... Adventure, almost fantasy, I guess. I don't know. It's... It's not Conan the Barbarian because no. I've already guessed that. That's 82. Um, it's a big it, one. It's not the thing because that's eighty-two. You're close. Uh, oh my God! Escape from New York. Yeah. How did I not have that? That's so what I said. It's like if he is says, the fog eighty-one or eighty. Eighty. Fuck. Pretty sure. Try to get clever on that one. Uh, a big one that I forgot about. I didn't think. I honestly didn't know it was eighty-one. Okay. I could have swore it was eighty. Evil Dead. Yes. It's eighty-one. Nah, totally. We both should have got, well, got that. Yeah, that, that's a big... Or maybe you did. It's a big whammy on our part. Um, <coughs> the Howling came out in 81. Right, that's... Also, I think Wolfen came out in 81. So you had... Is Wolfen 81? I think so. So you had the three... Do we have a way of looking that? Because um, that would be interesting if all these great werewolf movies... Because I love Wolfen, too. If you guys have never seen Wolfen, you can get a copy of it on Blu-ray from either Warner Archive from the Warner Brothers store, or you can get it... Scream Factory. Well, no, uh, Amazon. It's a it's a Warner Archive title. So they don't have any more on Scream Factory, or well, no, that's a the Howling is yeah. A Wolfen Factory. Wolfen is eighty one. Wolfen is a Warner Brothers title. It's a oh, Warner okay. Archive. What am I thinking of? I thought they had Wolfen. They have Wolfen on there. No, it's a Warner Archive. Huh? I know because I've never opened mine. I've literally like slept with that thing. Like, this is my friend. Yeah, well, <laughs> because I Wolfen is eighty one. So all three That's of these crazy classic those are iconic. Those are the three movies, best. I think. Yeah, they're the three best, in my opinion. We actually need to do Wolfen if you want sometime. Fuck yeah! Oh, we were going to do it for uh, Sean Clark. He was talking about. Oh yeah, he did want to do that. Or maybe it was uh, Warl. He was talking about Wolfen that he really liked. Actually, that. it was Warl. It was Warl. Yeah, so we could have done. Well, we're close, man. We'll we'll do another well, one. We gave him the better of the two. This, this is definitely a better. You come back on. We'll do Wolfen. We'll just you're you're our werewolf for, for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, werewolf movies forever for you because we got the Howling. We got the sequels. I mean, we can just keep doing it. Yeah, we can do those. Well, if you want, we so can. What, uh, what what? I can never remember the fucking movie. And it's a, it's a big movie, and I always remember the one part of it. Where there's like werewolf Nazis in it. You know what I'm talking about? This? Well, those are just mutant. They're mutant. Yeah, it's like a dream and it's like werewolf Nazis. Nazis. It's this movie. Well, they're mutant Nazis. It's this movie. Yes. 
It's this one? Yeah. Okay. I thought oh, this is a weird because it I runs. thought it was something else weird. Okay. Uh, <coughs> one, we'll there's. I mean, I hate to bring this guy up, and I'm not trying to give him credit. There's, you know, Rob Crombie did that fake trailer that. Oh yeah. Nazis of the SS. Werewolf, Werewolf Women Werewolf. of the SS. I actually thought that was kind of cool. Oh, it is cool. Um, if he had actually made that. Another big one from '81. I mean, I guess it's a big. You one. just downloaded. I guess it's a bit. That's Facebook. Fuck books. Oh, I, it's thought a, you, I thought you downloaded <laughs> something because no, that's what my does when yeah. my horn down. It's like, <laughs> I'm like, cool. I'm it's like you've got you've got mail. <laughs> uh, yep. Another big one. Mostly, it's more of a cult thing, but it's still big for us listeners. Uh, for you listeners, is Deadly Blessing was eighty one. Yeah, that's a good movie. You've got that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good movie. Also, uh, which we have done on our one of our earlier episodes, The Burning is 81. No shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it was you earlier. You got that, too. Yeah, I thought it was earlier than When that. you got that, I actually sold mine, because I was like, <laughs> he's got it, so... It's uh, My Bloody Valentine, 81. You know, I can get a copy of that. Julia's got a copy, if you ever want to watch that. Yeah. I've I mean, never seen it on Blu-ray. I mean, it's really cheap. I actually think it's going to get redone by that Vestron Lionsgate stuff. Yeah, another episode that we've done, this was actually from our uh, summer recap episode, The Fun House was 81. That's a fucking good movie. It is good. It was even better when I, you know, we That's watched it. That's a good movie. I have for that episode. That's a good movie. Uh, this one's for you, Nighthawks was 81. Yeah. I got that at that. That was going. We out need of to watch that because I haven't seen that movie Dude, since I was cool. a kid. It's great, yeah. and it's right after. It came out on right like, after Empire. It came so out on like uh, came out on Cinemax when I was a kid, and I watched. Oh, it. Oh, it's great! That's the last time I watched it. Rugger Hauer, fucking mm-hmm. Stallone, and Billy. Oh, of D. course. This one. Time. How Bandit. did I not get n- Time Bandit? That's another one I love. Love that movie, and I can't. I didn't think of that one. David Warner, uh, Das Boot for all you Germans. Whatever. I, that's a good movie. It's it's long. It's long. It is long. It's, it's really, really long. long. It is a good movie though. It is. Uh, Body Heat. 81. That's a good one. This one is huge for the Doctor here. Cannonball Run. Eighty one movie. Eighty one. I love that film. Hal Needham did it. That did mm-hmm. Smoking the Bandit. If we got any Smoking yep. the Bandit fans, Burt Reynolds fans, but it's a great movie. Uh, Clash of the Titans. 81. How did I not get? I love that movie. Clash of the Titans. <clears throat> that's a great film. God, it's like every. That's like my childhood. This one you're gonna like smack yourself. Okay, wait. I'll get this one out of the way, then I'll do that one. Dead and Buried '81, which just came out on Blu-ray. You know, that's a good movie. Uh, Excalibur. Um, oh, how did I not get Excalibur? <laughs> that's what I'm I saying. I saw, I saw, okay. I don't care. It, it, all that stuff's good. Every one of those are good. Excalibur's a great And this film. is just in one year. They had this much good cinema. I mean, fuck. Excalibur was $3. This $3. one, you're, you're going to be like, God damn it. You okay. ready? You ready for this one? Caddyshack? No, it's 80. Scanners. 81. No shit. Yep. It is. Yep. God. It's pretty awesome. Dragon Slayer. God, it's a good movie. Yeah. And that's the guy that's... Uh, Vigo from Ghostbusters 2 is in that movie. Yep. Uh... I don't remember his fucking I name. can't either, he's but he's in Dragon Slayer, I'm pretty sure. Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman was in... Was in... I don't know, just say that's his name. Uh, it's like Von Von Vonson, you know, something weird like that. That's a good movie, though. Uh, hang on, I'm going to... Wilhelm Von Homburg, that's his name, who was also in uh, Die Hard, everybody's favorite Christmas movie. That's not a Christmas movie. He is? Yep. He's one of the henchmen. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that's, say a fucking word in the that's movie. That's weird. He was just in that's there weird. with a ponytail and he was... Here. I never knew that. That's him? Yeah. 
That's that's weird. Vigo. That's weird. Mainly Vigos. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on. In Dragon Slayer, it's not the Vigo guy. It's it's the the oh you go for Vigo. It's that guy. Oh, it's uh, Janos. Yeah. Janos is the one that's in Dragon oh, Slayer. Okay. I think. Yeah. I may actually have that completely wrong. Uh, Bust and Loose, Richard Pryor. Love that movie. Eighty one, which is awesome. Would have never got that though. Yeah, that's kind of a. That's, that's a, a good one. one. It is a good one. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at Dragon Slayer. Yep, that's him. It is Janos. Peter McNichol. That's him. I yeah. knew it. He's like... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I wait the one of the It's Janos. Yeah, Janos. We're in your world there. But I, I knew I remembered that he was... Which I invented the Janos handshake, mm-hmm. where, you know, he comes in and Bill Murray goes to shake his hand, and Ghostbusters too, and he just has the two fingers, the index finger and the thumb, and just, like, grabs his index finger to shake his hand. So I do that to people, and I was like, that's called Janoshing, you know. So I try it at home, kids. That's pretty good. So yeah, there's a lot of great movies that came out in 1981. I think we should do this more often for the for the podcast for, for the, the listeners. Yeah, it is uh, interesting. Do it by year. Usually well, I mean, we did it on. Our usually we pulled it out of your ass. Yeah, so. we, we pulled a lot out of our ass. But for this one, there's so many. Um, what do you think of the transfer? There's a good shot of the transfer. This this whole film just from the fucking the time it started when it's you know the blue moon was there and shit. Uh, it, you can tell the major difference between this and the uh, uh, the Blue Moon edition. So, um, I'm actually going to get the case here. Put the case over here. You know, I don't remember what song it was, but I want to. This is just kind of a fun thing that I, I I've never done before either. I wanted to just kind of throw in about this movie. Which, by the way, we're in the slaughtered lamb. If anybody's interested, uh, they're which talking is awesome, to the, awesome title. Uh, but what I was going to say. It is an awesome title. What I was going to say, though, there's a cannibal song on one of the Barnes era things, and I don't know which song it is, but I remember reading Barnes was influenced by this. And a lot of people would think it's that lycanthrope thing on the first six feet, but it's not. It's, it's, I'm not saying that isn't, but there's something on one of the first cannibal records, or the one of the first four that Barnes did, that is indirectly about this movie. I don't know which one. I remember reading that in an interview with him when I was a kid. Yeah. So, whatever that is, if y'all know, hit yeah. us up. Let me know. We would ask him, but we haven't got to do that yet. So. Right. That's... I don't really say that it's 2K or 4K, but... The review I read, I believe it said it was 2K. Okay. That would make sense. Because it looks gorgeous. It does. It's, I mean... I want to talk about... I mean, that shot even. Jeez. I'll tell you... You know how good this looks? And I'll actually... It doesn't look as good. Mm. But it's... it's In my opinion, it's right behind the uh, the Phantasm remaster we saw at the theater. Really? Yes. I mean... But do you not think it does? I mean, look how good this thing looks. No, it looks... This movie's ancient. It looks great. I don't think it looks as good as Phantasm, though. But... Really? No. This looks... The the Phantasm Blu-ray definitely still looks better, but this I think they did a hell of a job for a, what I would consider it. It shouldn't be, but what's a universal budget title? So yeah, they did a good job with it. That's insane. I mean, it it looks really good. Do you know something? Holy people are familiar with this film they're watching. I never really understood why they basically, other than the lady bartender, they basically are leading them to their death hmm. right here. Yeah, it's always bothered me. 
It's like the the British people hate Americans that much, or did they back yeah, then? They, where they, know, were just, they knew about it. They know about it. They're they, out here. They're out here. Fucking uh, later in the film, when that doctor comes to visit, they fucking knew. Well, they're like a weird like cult that stays away. You know, that stays. I know, away. but it's weird that they just let them die. They had to have known one of them was going to probably get bitten, or did they think they were both... Maybe, I guess I'm kind of playing to play the antagonist here, too. Did they just think they would both get killed and that'd be it? Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. So in that, then the David character, the Nottington's character, he's not supposed to live, then, I guess, to the, in their mind. But do you, do you even find out how long the werewolf has been around, or is this like a new thing? So they don't know that the werewolf can transfer to other people. This is not for you. This is for our listeners. See if when you're watching this, if you can figure out... Because this took me... Someone actually asked me this in a trivia thing uh, recently, actually. A, a friend of mine that I don't ever talk to much. My buddy Peter I grew up with. Yeah. You know, he's six years old. We were both uh, aspiring makeup artists when we were kids. And uh, our friend DJ as well. Uh, but uh, um, does David get bit? Or does he get scratched? Mm-hmm. You you know this, I'm sure, but did, if you guys can catch this part, because it's some kind of funny. Because I guess I really never really paid attention to that. Yeah. And if you guys are following along at home, you can answer this trivia question. Sponsored by Doctor West Syringes. <clears throat> exactly. Get them now at your local Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aids, wherever the fuck you shop for your drugs, or Walmart. Yeah, or Walmart. They have it too. Uh, we're at 15 minutes 44 seconds. On the player, already a good way into this movie. Uh, not a very long movie. I mean, it's only an hour and 37 minutes, which I call the uh, the comedy hour. About an hour and a half. Is it? You know, it's it, to me, that's a perfect le- I don't know if we've ever talked about this in here. I think an hour and a half is perfect length for a horror film. It is. Yeah. The only one we've watched on here that I'm aware of, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, that I think went over that was probably uh, Amityville 2. Yeah, but it had, it had a slow pace to it, so it went... Um, and here we go, they're getting attacked by the werewolf now, so... Uh, but the friend doesn't even... I mean, he's just fucking... Dies. He's mauled right yeah, there. Yeah, he just dies. There's no coming back from that. Uh, the werewolf was hungry, so he just ate that guy. And he did... He just did a... And it's not funny in this movie, but he did a Friday the 13th Part 4. Mm-hmm. He's killing me! Yeah. He's killing me! Except he's like, it's killing me! It's killing me! <laughs> That's still the, my, my favorite from any Friday the Thirteenth film. Is that guy that that guy that's lost his sister? Which I swear they stole for the '09 remake. Right. The dude from Supernatural's character is like, yeah, I'm looking for my sister. I swear it's the same character yeah. of the dude in the tent. But it's so funny. He's down there and he's just getting mauled. And he's like, he's killing me. He's killing me. Uh, yeah, Jason's in the basement with you. You're fucking dead. Yeah. You're dead unless you're his dad or his long lost brother. You're dead. You're getting mauled, just like. Uh, and uh, so now, for those Jack did. For Jack those of you that uh, answered with getting scratched, then you are correct. I had to think about it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. I was like, and I've seen the smooth. It's one of those things where I just didn't pay attention to. The other guy got bit, and he, you can see where he kind of turned, but he was dead. He wasn't going to make it. So. Yeah, he Jack. was. He was. He was transforming already. Just Jack there. got it in the fucking throat. He got it in the jugular. That's why he turned so fast. Because I'm sure some people were like, well, of course his friend, you know, like, was already turning into a werewolf, but he was already dead, so it didn't matter. Like, well, he got straight up into his bloodstream. This guy got scratched, so it's going to take a couple days for him to turn, you know, transform. 
With all the werewolf doo-doo stains and whatever he's got, you know. Surely a werewolf's not, you know, think about the hygiene there. And do they ever know the real the, who the original werewolf was? It showed him. Did it? I mean, he's just... That was the guy. I thought that was... No, his friend was like that bloody pile. Right, but the other guy... The other guy was the werewolf yeah. that got shot. Okay. Yeah. I'm retarded. Because uh, they showed him... But it never ever goes into that. It never goes into any of it's that. It's just some dude. But you would think they would have been like, hey, there's a werewolf out there, don't go. It's almost like they used them as bait to shoot him. I think that's what they did. They didn't expect him to get... I don't know. I'm thinking more about this movie than I ever have. I've never really just sat and analyzed this film. No. It's kind of fun to do that. This I like him. I don't know anything else he's been in. I've seen him in a ton of stuff. And the love interest, I would, at this time in the film, I haven't seen her in years, but at this time I would have ate her butt out. Ate her butt out? Like a taco. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think she's really hot. I don't know if you do. Like I think a she's five, gorgeous. Like a five-buck box. Because, I mean, I exactly, because I don't, I don't honestly find a lot of British women attractive, but I always, and she's definitely British, and she's gorgeous. Is that Jenny... Agater, I don't know how to say her last name. I've never seen her do anything else, but yeah. she's hot as fuck. She doesn't look well. Yeah, she's ancient now. Oof. Um, trying to see what else she was in. She's in Logan's Run. That's right. Child's Play too. That yeah. God, I just dropped the complete ball on that today. Well, we're we're getting wet. What is she in that? In Child's Play 2? She's in the Avengers and Captain America. That's crazy. She's... Which Captain America? Uh, Winter Soldier. She is? She's... Is she... Is she fucking, uh... His friend from the past? That's who it is, yeah, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that who it is? Yeah, it has to be. We'll check and see if that's... It's not showing up on the Avengers thing, but that's crazy. I never noticed that before. Let me see. Do we have any Marvel fanboys like uh, Gore Christ and myself? Surely to God. I mean, mean, you love horror, you know. No, I figured we did. I just thought I'd throw that out there that we are fans of it. I mean, a lot of the... Embarrassed to say, I still have not seen Doctor Strange. I haven't either. We're both holding out. For whenever we get some time and money, yeah, shit's been so hectic lately. It's not; it's expensive to go to a movie. Uh, let's see, I can't find who she is. That must be who she is. Huh? John Woodvine is the doctor. Currently still alive. He's fucking eighty-seven. I'm trying to see what else he's in. He's awesome in this. I've movie. seen him in a ton of stuff. See any hammer shit? Um, <clears throat> you would think. I mean, it's, I guess that's generic for me to say British actor, old school hammer, but I mean. Right. Let me check. Uh, they're not giving me shit here. I will find it, though. And we have David laying in the hospital with his werewolf wounds. And that no, I, I gorgeous nurse Pross. I Which I would seen, let her see to my needs too. He's not in a lot of stuff, really. I didn't. Oh, the the doctor? Yeah, I thought he was. But he's huh? Not much. Uh, he's great in this. So, uh, movie trivia about American Werewolf in London, though. It's the first film 
to earn Academy an Academy Award for Best Makeup. And that was the first year that they had that award in the Academy Awards. So that's pretty cool. Here was the thing. I remember when I got into makeup and I was buying my Fangoria's and I'd rent my horror VHS on the weekend. I remember me and Peter and DJ and some other cats that we knew and you know we're, we're talking elementary school and we would ar- people would argue about well, Peter and I mainly because Peter was a Savini fanboy and I was the Rick Baker one right um, and I don't think a lot of people understand that probably still to this day but it's for me I thought what Rick was doing was a lot more interesting at the time now as an adult even though he was a fucking butthole to my best friend and and uh, co-host partner here on the podcast, I still I I guess I'm probably more interested in what Savini did now as a, as I got older. Sure, but as a kid, I thought the monster stuff was cooler. Yeah, it's not that I didn't like gore, but but going at it from a makeup standpoint, if I had become a quote unquote special effects makeup artist, I would have been more interested in the creature effects. Right. So, but... Well, speaking of uh, monsters, uh, I'll talk about a one-eyed monster here. This is some more trivia for this movie, which I did not know. Okay. Uh, John Landis avoided shooting full frontal nudity of Jack, uh, David Naughton, because the character... uh, or sorry, it's David as his character. Uh, he's supposed to be Jewish in the film, and he wasn't circumcised, so they couldn't show like his dick or anything. But they, I guess they were going to. But that was a conflict. It's amazing how how much detail Hollywood puts into their movies because Orlandis did. It goes all the way down to the dick. Uh, the authenticity of the character. So. And we'll get into something here, that, and I feel really dumb saying this on the podcast that I don't know this. So, if you're Jewish, generally, and I'm asking someone that actually is Jewish, so I have authority here, you they're are circumcised. circumcised. Yeah. See, I find it, and I, I'm going to go on a whole <laughs> yes, other... Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. I'm going to go ahead and go on a whole <laughs> other tangent here. I think it's creepy and weird when men are not So The first time I ever saw an uncircumcised penis... I because I would obviously never seen one before. I was like, I saw it in porn, like so. third grade or something, and you saw a live salami. Yeah, <laughs> live. News. You saw a live hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a, a live a live Vienna sausage. It looked like a fucking Vienna sausage. It looked like a worm. Like, it's gross. It's really nasty. I just don't understand. And it. I actually out loud. It's not good for you either. No. It's actually unhealthy. Actually, in the bathroom, and now. Uh, Kessler here is fucking just eating a lot of animal. When you say, uh, I'll have the whole horse, you know, I could eat a horse right now. Uh, David Naughton actually can't eat a whole Literally. horse. Literally. Literally. Um, speaking of. Wait, horse, there's a Fantasia thing in the background. <laughs> I never noticed that. Yeah. That's random. I looked down at the dude because we were peeing in the urinal or whatever, and I like glanced over and I saw the. That little kid's cute. Yeah. He just keeps going, no, no. <laughs> I saw no. I saw a cow tail on my peripherals. So I I, I saw that and I actually had to take a set, like a double take and actually look at his dick twice. And I was like, dude, what's wrong with your dick? 
And he was like, it's not circumcised. And I was like, that's fucking gross. And I like, I mid-pee, I held my pee and zipped up my pants. I wonder if women prefer an uncircumcised dick. No. I wonder if women, if, I wonder if any women that you and I know... You know why they or have, And I'm not mentioning names. I'm just wondering if any women that we know or have ever been with have been with an uncircumcised penis. I'm going to ask Julia this tonight. <laughs> She's not going to appreciate it. Um, I should ask her on the podcast. Women, I won't. Women generally, from what I've come to understand, have, prefer circumcised penises because, one, it makes them look bigger because they are bigger women. Without the skin, they're actually shaped better. It's not a fucking hot dog. Yeah, Vienna and, sausage, and they're ribbed like they're the feelings ribbed better. for pleasure. You feel more, yeah. It's natural. Well, it also seems I, I always heard for like from a medical standpoint, it's healthier. Yeah, seriously, to not have because oh god, and I I should even go there with this. Anyways, I'm going to go there with this. Fuck my cousin's phantasm. My cousin, which I had a huge falling out with, that I got a job. Uh, about five years ago at a Walmart um, is gay Mm. and apparently has a huge penis and he's gay so he sleeps with a lot of different men and this is the grossest story I've ever heard in my entire life I'm sharing it right now with our listeners and Corey because I've never told you this and this is seriously disgusting Jimmy had been working all day or something. This guy's like, oh, I want to blow you all this other stuff or whatever. Well, and he does, and I guess, and Jimmy bricks on him or whatever else. What, I don't really know the details on that. But all I do know is, is he left the guy with a smegma mustache. Oh. Which if, if we don't, if our listeners don't know what that is, apparently it's the funk that grows around your your dickhead when you have a Vienna sausage. You know, I call and it I literally, the hot dog grease. That's fucking nasty. <laughs> that is the most nasty thing in the world. Like after you eat a pack of hot dogs and you look inside the, the, the it's package, it's what's smegma. Left, it's like hot dog smegma. It is. And it's gross it's because it's <laughs> fucking gross, man. I just, and who would want to have to clean that? That's nasty. Uh. You know, another thing, too. Uh, it, on the, while on the same subject, because I asked him, because I was like, "That's fucked up, man." But apparently, it's your dickhead's really sensitive, and it doesn't like sex is sometimes can be painful. You can also get sick easier. Yeah, like AIDS and crabs and all that stuff will crawl up in that shit. <laughs> it's just nasty. So anyway, if you're not circumcised, go to a doctor. Yeah, that's all I can tell or you. Rabbi, but don't or, come to me. Or don't a, come to me. Or a rabbi. Yeah, or a rabbi. But don't come to me. <laughs> don't come to. I don't do that. I dispose of bodies. You would want me to kill your wife, girlfriend, or or your lover, or whoever it may be. Then I'll do that. But <laughs> I can't dispose of your uh, of your dick cheese. I can't do it. But anyway, yeah, it freaked me out. And for those of you, it's like, oh my god, why did they do that? You know, Jew, Jewish guy. Why is this a thing? Honestly, there's not really an answer for it. It's a commandment in the in the Jewish religion. Hey, man, it's a commandment as far as I'm concerned. If you have a dick. It should be. It's it's not healthy. I don't think it's healthy. Like, and it's and do you really want to give your lover or your, you know, whatever whoever it is, chick, you know what you're whatever you're into? To do, with the, do you really want to give them a smeg mustache? You know what you're supposed to do with the foreskin after they take it off? I do not know that. You're supposed to bury it. Did they bury yours? Probably not. Not in modern society, but that's what you're. Supposed That'd to. actually be kind of cool. It's like I can go visit my my fucking foreskin when I want to, like put a thing of flowers there. <laughs> Rest in peace for us. Now, okay, let me ask you this. I'm going to a whole other thing They probably here. just toss it or the and guy And probably think this is weird that I brought him into this. Is Byron Jewish? 
By blood, yeah, a little bit. Wonder, wonder if he has circum, or if he's not. see. It freaks me out now. You start thinking about start thinking who about, is or is not circumcised. About else how many Jewish people? How many Jewish men are not circumcised in the world? Wouldn't that be weird? Like it's breaking news. Steven Spielberg had it. Raiders, Scott, and Jaws. But I have a, I have a Venus sausage. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put that thing back in its can. <laughs> yeah. Or Indy's gonna whip it to death. <laughs> or your Van Camp can, whatever. It looks like a little pork and. Uh, I'm curious. I wonder how many women that I've slept with have had a Venus sausage in their mouth. I mean, that's got ru- that's got to ruin the date. That's rare. Hey, could, wouldn't that ruin the date? You yeah, got a fucking you hot to, dog. You have to pull the skin down <laughs> to get in there. Well, it's, you know, it's like pulling up somebody's belly. To if we've got any kid. porn fans out there, uh, and, and I can't watch his fucking movies because of it, there's a French actor named Manuel Ferrara. And he does some nasty movies, but I hate when he's in the film. A, because he comes like like three different directions which I think I'm like dude you probably get that checked and B it's uncircumcised it looks like a fucking torpedo it looks like a Vienna sausage <laughs> torpedo <laughs> that's anyway it's just fucked up and I I got on this subject once and I literally this is fucked up that I did this but I got on the subject once with somebody and I literally was calling and texting people asking if they were circumcised if that was a torpedo because it was just it was just bothered me if that's a torpedo because I didn't want to be friends with them anymore if they had a torpedo if that's a torpedo I bet Jen's a torpedo if that's a torpedo can you now call a vagina a pink submarine yeah that's perfect I want to sink your pink submarine <laughs> Here's your uh, infamous scene. You were asking about the Nazis. Oh yeah, Here they are. A, yep. Speaking of circumcision, here's some Nazis. Here I'm going to turn it up to you guys. Yeah, it's this one. And what you can, you can't say that Rick can't do monster makeup. Look at those. I mean, look at. I think they look awesome. It's amazing. They just shot a menorah. You see that? Yeah. So he is Jewish. Yes, that's he why is. he was attacked. Well, by Land- Landis is too. I think that's yeah. the whole. But yeah, yeah, that's I never really caught that. But that makes sense that they were not. There were masks you could buy out of a Fangoria in the nineties. Those masks you could buy. They all still of had those. it when I was buying Fangoria. You could get those masks? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Because I remember seeing it, and I was like, hey, that's the fucking... Because they're fucking awesome. The fucking the de- guy that the was, demon SS monsters. The guy that just stabbed the nurse or whatever, he was at... Uh, the year before the Mad Monster I went to, he was there. That's awesome. Yeah, the well, guy that played him, whoever mm-hmm. that was, that's awesome. I just thought it was weird, but it was cool. It is weird. Um, Do you want to hear something? I have to tell you this. This is also strange. It's also the same year. This movie... And Raiders were also the first two movies that I ever saw because I didn't see Gandhi. Yeah. But that I'd ever seen a lot of Middle Eastern actors in. Right. There's a lot of Middle Eastern actors in this film at this hospital. Mm-hmm. Now, a little boy and that man just then. And then, of course, Raiders had a bunch. Right. And I just never really seen it. And Jack's makeup is nasty. Yeah, that's really good. That's good stuff. But the weird, weird thing is. <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people realize this is a black comedy too. Yeah, it is. It's not. 
I mean, you could tell the on and on and on and on. But you know, but but in a but in a weird way, to me, the comedy is so morbid it really never takes off the ground. It's still more of horror to me. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he looks raunchy. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And he got fucked up bad. I mean, he looks like a fucking Pizza Hut pizza. <laughs> Look, he's got skin dangling off his neck. Yeah, that's gross. Um. Is that Gore Christ approved or that is Gore Christ? I mean, that's pretty pretty raunchy. He really does look like a, a pizza pizza. That's like a six ninety nine special. It is. He looks rough. Forty percent off uh, online carryout orders. Who does that song that that plays at the end? Okay, that's inter- okay. That's that's actually funny. The Blue Moon is at the beginning of the film by a totally different artist, and then at the end of the film, in the closing credits, which I would love to put on here if we could, because uh, I love it. I I want to say it's Dion and the Belmonts. Hmm. Uh, you you're talking about the closing credits? Yeah. The at song. the beginning of the film, it's somebody totally different. If you look up Blue Moon song, it's Bobby Vinton. That's at the beginning. And then the Marcells. That's it. The Marcells is at the end. Okay. Anyway. The executives of this movie wanted uh, Belushi and Aykroyd to play Jack and David, which would have been insane. But that would have made it into an actual comedy. It would have just you because I couldn't. You, you, I don't think I could have even taken that seriously. I can't. No, it would have been awesome. Don't get me wrong. I love the two of them, but it's like, it would also be too much like Blues Brothers. It's like. John Landis wanted to use, you know, new people anyway. He didn't want to. He used them. These guys have never been another fucking thing that I know of. The only thing David Naughton never fucking did was he was in goddamn Dr. Pepper commercials. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. You can look that up. Look that up on YouTube. Put in David Naughton or put in. Actually, just put in American Werewolf and put in Dr. Pepper. It'll pull the commercial up. Hmm. I actually did it earlier today just to. Because I, I, I forgot about it. I was like, you yeah, know, I need to go watch that fucking thing. So it'll probably be cool. And of course it was cool. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's hot, though. It's cool that he fucks her and stuff. Yeah. And he just admits he's a werewolf. Yeah, women like honest men. Most of the time. There's a scene coming up where she lets him stay with her, and she's like, I'm not used to letting men stay with me. And she basically tells him she's wanting some dick. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting well, it's to me. It's a very awkward day. scene with her. Because you can tell she's like wanting him to just jump her. It's and weird, though, to doesn't. me, anytime you hear a woman, and I don't know why this is strange to me. It's strange to me in any film. It's strange to me in real life when you hear any woman confess of sexual fun. Right. It's strange to me. I think it's just because I'm awkward with it, but it's 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 interesting to me to hear a woman be like, "Yeah, I want it inside me." I'm like, "Huh? You do?" Oh, it's being with so many people that are cold. That's the best word uh, men can hear because even with you're with somebody for years and years, whenever they're like, "You know, I really just want to like have sex," with you, you're like, "Really? Wow!" It's like you know, men are men are. I want you that. to stuff me like that pizza. Even if we had sex the night before, you can be like, "Oh, she's it. about to do it right here." Yeah. If they're just like, I want your, I want you to fucking stuff it in. See, look, she's totally doing this right now. She's giving them the fuck eyes. She just did the the look down, look up. There you go. 
For those of you who don't know, we're going to get some food, and then we're going to go to my house to, and rod. Well, if a girl wants you to get food with her, and it's not a date, then you're going to have sex. There's another Middle Eastern. There you go. That's what I'm saying. It's strange. And yeah, there's one there, too. I don't know what is up with that. If America wasn't allowing them at the time, because maybe the the airplane the airplane hijackings or whatever. <laughs> there we've got some British '80s punks, which of course Gorecross and I would have been there wearing leather and denim. Yep, or denim and leather. <laughs> making fun of their Saxon. Making fun of their cheetah. Yep. We Although did. you know, I don't have a problem with. Well, no, if, they were, if, if those guys were cool to us, I wouldn't care. I'd just be standing there wearing my motorhead shit. Yeah, they'd be like, fucking motorhead, dude. Fucking right. Yep, and that's what we've been doing. And that's it. I don't know how the menu came up, but... I don't... It's it, uh, Press the arrow thing to the left. Oh, actually, you're not on the right. There, there you go. Oh, wow. It's, it's weird. It's very, very intuitive. And... But the print of this, I mean, I think it looks night and day. But I think it's funny how they just get in her apartment. She basically is like, oh, we got some food, and I'm going to just let it go bad, and I want you inside me in the shower. <laughs> and they got a Casablanca poster. She's like, I don't, I'm not used to I forget what she says exactly. Let's see if I get it right. She's not you. I don't bring uh, strange men home with me, so I want you or something. She basically, she's like, I've never had an American man in my house or something. She's like, she's like, I'm not accustomed to bringing a strange men in my home. It's like, all right, then. It's like, but here's the thing, though. British women, it probably smells like a dumpster. Well, yeah, they don't have dentists. They're probably their teeth. I'm not talking about that. I, I, I can deal with that. I'm talking about the cooter. Smelly blowjob. Why do you think British women smell? I'd always heard that their pussies stink. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm serious. I've heard this. Look, she's like, the bathroom. I'm going to take a shower. Because she just, like, said the bathroom, and then, oh, yeah, she's showing him the prime real estate right here. Let's see right here. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I'm not in the habit of bringing home stray American men. It's like, well, since it's not a habit. Oh, yeah. There you go. It'd be pretty cool to bang a nurse, wouldn't it? Be like, you can check inside my butt. <laughs> Doctor didn't think. But I think she's funny. hot. I don't know why. No, I was, I was, I do think it's funny. <laughs> moon dance. So this is another moon related thing. And then if you remember, he porks her, and I think she goes to work, and then we get the transformation scene, which is the the money shot of this film. You know, it's really he's supposed he's to be. Shot right now. He's supposed to be Jewish, and Dan Aykroyd was favored to play. I think him. there's a Mister Skinless here. Yeah, and he looks like uh, Harold Ramis, I think, a little bit. Just kind yeah, of creepy. Is there a Mister Skinless? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't even seen Cyboob yet. She's just kind of eating them. I think she, there's a titty shot. We'll find out. Because this fuck scene lasts forever. Because I remember when I was a kid, I was like, Zzz. yeah. <laughs> It's a little dark. Can't really see. I thought there was Mr. Skin. I could be wrong. Did he just say in your bush? I think so. That's weird. It's the song. He Can I just have one more dance with you in your bush? No, he's in her bush. No. <laughs> She's getting bushwhacked. <laughs> I'm telling you, this fuck scene lasts forever because I, I thought there was a titty shot. It might be. I, I have want, faith in you, Doctor. Let's see. 
I mean, I was obsessed with her anyway. Maybe I just imagined I saw her butthole. And I like how she. <laughs> some, well, I like how she. How he's like, I'm. I'm a werewolf, and she's like, I know. She's like, just don't change what. Oh, there's one. All right, guys. <laughs> Forty-two minutes and seven seconds. Mr. Skinless here presents you. He's going down on that thing too. It wasn't even a side boob. We got a full boob and nip. He's on her. He's on her hips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's eating her, her fucking rotten British snoosh. <laughs> I bet she that is, thing smells like a dumpster. She is really She has a nurse, though. though. I think she's hot. Yeah. I really do. I got I'm not into doing that. Not not somebody I just met. It's like, I ain't holding you. I would have... I would have fucking... There would have been shit in my balls emptied in there that I had no idea it was sitting in there. <laughs> she's hot, man. She's very attractive. I mean, I don't... It would have been a full-fledged evacuation <laughs> if that happened. It would have been a state of emergency in my fucking nut bag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, she's attractive. I mean, I'm curious, you, know, you don't ever really hear about people talk about scream queens, because she's a scream queen, technically. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you don't really hear I think she's gorgeous. <laughs> and I, I don't find, I find her memorable. I don't find a lot of women in, in the horror stuff memorable. Warl, if you're actually checking this out, I hope you have a lot of fun with us being fucking... The degradation of this fucking society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, this is... And hopefully you're circumcised. I mean, speaking of, yeah, yeah. Speaking then, of degradation, this uh, Jack over here is just... I mean, he's actually decomposed. We have his number. We should call and ask Warl right now if he's circumcised or not for the podcast. <laughs> You're just been like, are you fuck? a werewolf? Are you circumcised? Mm-hmm. And are you Jewish? I don't think you are. But. I, don't, I don't know. We're circumcised. You're halfway there. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't think you're halfway because you just cut something off, but you're halfway there. Yeah, Jack looks even worse now. Oh, jeez. Oh yeah, he's fucking rotten now. Ooh. I think it's cool how we, you know, keep showing up and shit. Well, remember at one point, imagine he was a fucking skeleton. Was, imagine if that was John Belushi, though. That would just not have worked. Or out. was that supposed to be Dan Aykroyd? That was supposed to be. Jim, uh, John Belushi. Not, so, not supposed to be, but they wanted And him. Dan was going to be David? It was going to be David, yeah. How weird would that have been? It would have actually been kind of cool. No, that sexy shit it could not have been in there then, because I, I don't want to see Dan Aykroyd fucking anybody. <laughs> You're, he's in there. <laughs> Even that's He's like, listen, still. you smell something? <laughs> This is it. She's like, I just no, no, she, no, no. She's, she's like, oh god, I'm coming. He's and he's just like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Harold Ramis calls him. He's like, that's great, Ray. Save some for me. <laughs> so fucking awesome. Oh. What do you think? He does look like Harold Ramis a little bit. It's kind of weird. Yeah. The whole thing, David. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing Definitely. is very. Uh, Put together. Let's see. Um. You know, if I'm not mistaken, and this is something if people want to look this up or we can look it up or whatever, but I'm pretty sure Landis is really good friends with Spielberg. Oh, sure. I think they were like college buddies. Like something with that. He's drinking, a- but because all there's a there's a triad of of Spielberg, not Lucas. Lucas isn't actually included in this. It, it was, but it was. Uh, although there may be a Lucas connection too, briefly, but I know Landis. Spielberg and uh, oh god why can't I think of his name Zemeckis mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis we're all Back to the Future yeah we're all uh, we're all like partiers all Universal guys too 
Yeah. Well, they were a little bit of everything. Everywhere, but the yeah. most part, yeah. their big yeah. ones were universal. Yeah. John Landis was this, and Animal House was Universal. Too. Yep, and Jaws was Universal. Jaws was Universal, uh, and uh, Back to the Future was Universal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. This and Animal House were Universal. Yep. So Landis did a bunch of stuff with Universal. Let me see. Um, <clears throat> there was an episode of The Muppet Show where they uh, do like a parody of his nightmare sequence. Are you serious? Yeah, I guess well, you noticed the Muppets were in the, the yeah. nightmare sequence. But, uh... Oh, it's the episode playing was, uh... That's where I was getting at. The episode that was playing was never shown in the U.S. It was, I guess, a British thing. <laughs> Weird. Uh, Okay, here's you, here's you something, and because I don't, I'm, maybe some of our fans out there know this. I don't. Where the hell is Frank Oz in this film? I don't know. I never caught that. He's in this motherfucker. I just don't know where. Hmm. That's awesome. He just mentioned Claude Rains. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> she doesn't believe that he's a werewolf. No, and then the end of it is like it's yeah. just amazing, but it's pretty sad. It is, you know what though? I think this movie, and I'm not going to give it away if people don't know it. You should know it. I think everybody should know this movie, but I think this movie has one of the best endings. Mm-hmm. I just love it. Weird. Okay, well, this answers your question. Frank Oz is Mr. Collins, which is. Uh, the man in the hospital that talks to him. Uh, so I don't know if that's the hospital scene in the beginning or... Yeah. I didn't hear him because we didn't have the thing on, but he was in that scene. He was one of the doctors. Not physically, but he was, he was a voice. <laughs> and he does he does the voice of Miss Piggy in the Muppets. So that was the other... It was fucking was Yoda. In. Yeah. Because um, Yoda should not be a CGI foot long. That flies around the room. He should just be Yoda, <laughs> my Muppet. Right. I think that's what he is to me. I used to have a hand Muppet of Yoda. <laughs> that thing's worth a lot of money. I've still got it. So yeah, I could bring it over here and he'd scare the hell out of him. He probably tear. I remember the off. old talking Yoda. Like they have a newer. Well, this is when you put your and you just be like. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to find some other cool stuff here. The only history I really know about this film is I know it was shot in Britain. I don't know what part, but I know it was shot in Britain. Because you can tell by looking at this, isn't it? it was not shot in America. Yeah. <clears throat> Hang on, I'm going to pause this real fast. All right. Well, uh, funny story. I got... <laughs> Gore Christ here got called into work... Uh, during us recording this, uh, that's just the way it goes. But we're we're back. Uh, we started this back at forty nine minutes eleven seconds. American Werewolf in London. Uh, fucking Moral Dane is going to be on the show later for you guys. Great guy. Uh, killer ass interview. I had a lot of fun with him. Uh, if you don't, if if you primarily more of a death metal fan and you listen to this podcast, uh, 
Sanctuary fucking rules. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, you do nothing even... short of awesome. That that band's just fucking awesome. And uh, uh, you know, Nevermore is awesome too. I mean, you know, uh, definitely check out Nevermore as well. Uh, if you're a Jeff Loomis fan, and uh, he was in that band, if you didn't know that, so. Uh, Jeff Loomis was in an in- instrumental band called Conquering Dystopia with Alex Webster of Cannibal Corpse. <coughs> yep. So there's the death metal link there. You saw uh, that. Yeah. And uh, I believe Jeff Loomis filled in for some Arch Enemy shows. He did. Uh, so that would have been You should have awesome seen that, actually. I think you all went to that. No, it was, it was after <coughs> he left. Oh, that sucks. I saw them like the year before last. Um, so yeah. Check out Nevermore. Uh, also, Pat O'Brien from Cannibal Corpse was from Nevermore. So, there's another link there. Uh, yeah, I think that was his first, like, signed band he played yeah? with. I think. And he left to join Cannibal, if I'm not mistaken. <coughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, that's another link to death metal there. So, if you guys aren't familiar with World Dane, uh, go... Go listen to Sanctuary and, and <coughs> they have three albums. It's real easy. Yeah, and uh, Sanctuary though, damn, uh, what a killer band! They're just I can't really describe them. You just have to go listen to them. They're they're just kicking. Yeah, Nevermore. Nevermore's more of a, I would say more of like a hybrid of power metal and proggy metal kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, which is I guess Sanctuary leans towards the power metal side, but they're they're really Sanctuary is more. They're I really to me, they're more like traditional. They're metal. like heavy metal. Yeah, and actually, I should talk about this on here. You guys will hear it on the on the podcast. I saw Sanctuary open for Megadeth. It's awesome. And then he actually talks a little bit about that. We didn't give us too many details, but I guess because uh, Dave produced their first album, right. so Mustaine. So when Dave was cool and he was still shooting heroin, so yeah. But yeah, I'm a now he's shooting Jesus. Yeah, I don't understand that. But <clears throat> look, and I'm sure we've talked about this before on the podcast. But if you're going to be a musician, just do whatever you do until you die. Don't don't. Yeah, don't change. You're, I mean, you want to creatively try something different, but don't don't. I mean, here's here. I guess if you're ruining, about Dave saying just just. I guess quickly. if you're ruining the band, but if if it's your band, then whatever. You know, uh, I mean, I I don't know. What I don't understand about him though was I was growing up. He was like a hardcore Democrat. He was liberal. Pro gay, pro you know, yeah, anti-gun, all this establishment. stuff. And now he's just a fucking dipshit. I don't know if he got real high one night and you know saw the Ming Jesus like I did or whatever from Flash Gordon or, or whatever. I don't know. But all I know is he's not the same dude. And and it's it it's actually it's kind like of, I don't you know I grew up thinking Alice Cooper was like a real like he was. I didn't think the Frankenstein or any of that was real, but I thought he was like his own character was him. You know what I mean? Like he was. Well, he used to be. He was a drunk nut. He was immortalized as Alice Cooper. He was he a drunk like, nut in the seventies. He wasn't whatever his girly name is, and then something else. He was. He was Alice Cooper. He was who he was on stage. He was off stage. He was like a phantom, you know. And then now I see him playing in golf gear on an iPad commercial. It's like, I don't want to see In 2012, that. that's, that's, we didn't go together. Corey and I both saw Iron Maiden and Alice Cooper was the support act. And it was so funny because... Well, first we saw him in you, the daytime. It was like 4 p.m. Well, yeah, was my, really, mine was the same thing. But what was so like funny about it, we didn't, we didn't see it together. But what was so funny, this is how much I love this guy. He fucking messed me. It's like his old fag over. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because I mean, it's and and I love Alice Cooper's seventies music. I do too. And and some of the eighties stuff. You know, yeah, he's back. It's it's great. You know, yeah, yeah it's great. But I, I can't deal with the fact that you know. But Mustaine. Well, Alice Cooper did whatever. It's kind of you know that, that's the Godfather of his kid and stuff. And I do think it's linked. I think Alice is probably who converted him. But right. I never understood how Mustaine, even when he was getting sober on your favorite record, yeah, uh, in in '92 on uh, uh, Countdown to Extinction, right. But he was still like a liberal and pro gay and and anti gun and and anti Republican. And now he's everything that he claimed he hated in the '90s. Yeah, Those records, if you like Rust in Peace or Count Into Extinction or even Euthanasia, he was still a liberal. And then at some point, I don't know, around risk, I'm assuming he went in the fucking commode. It's kind of like how Metallica went from a bunch of, you know, uh, like skater hellraisers to, like, motorcycle dudes. We should talk about that real quick. In my opinion, the new Metallica record is butt rock. They've been butt rock since Black But I mean, it really just Black sounds Album. like a two-disc butt rock. Black everybody's Album. like, it is fucking Hades Hale. Black, uh, the Black <laughs> Album should have been called the Butt Album. Oh, by the way, we always like to make fun of Sam uh, Dung on our podcast. <clears throat> his newest episode, he was bragging when he was doing his symphonic metal episode about how he was out drinking with Talaker up in Montreal, Canada. Yeah. And I'm just Very like, you know what, man? Very paid for it too. I, w- I wouldn't hang out with those guys or want them on this podcast. <clears throat> I saw and I look here it is. Saw them on the Master Puppets tour. You can't sell me anything after that. No. I saw them. I stood in front of Cliff Burton. James's arm was in a cast. John Marshall from fucking Metal Church was playing rhythm guitar for him that night. It was amazing. And they opened for Ozzy Osbourne, which was coked out of his mind on the Ultimate Sin tour. And it doesn't get any better than that. And you can't sell me on new Metallica material. Yeah. You just can't. It, I don't care. Everybody's like, Dead Mad Next, Broken Heavy's Book, and New Am's Heavy's Book. You're holding on to those first three records, man. They're really not any good anymore. Right. You know? And, and, and we'll get, I'll give them justice as an honorable mention, but because you, you, I saw that tour too, but I also saw Queen's Rock on the Operation Mindcrime blow, uh, as a support I could blow them off stage. And you can think whatever, but that's they really did. But and then they let me down to her after that with that Empire album. But whatever. But this news of the world shit on this movie. I think he's flipping channels because he knows he's about to fucking turn. And there's yeah. many. What's up with the Disney stuff in this movie? Oh, it's Naughty Nina. We saw the Avantasia poster earlier. Now there's that, and we we got Creed. And, uh, yeah, Creed's Batman Rising revival. He does see a Batman Rising. Yeah. You know, I have to admit, as a kid. When I saw this, this transformation scene, even though I thought it was cool and I love it now, it scared the hell out of me. No, oh, it's nasty. It's still the worst one, I think. Fright Night one was pretty bad, even though he turns into like a fucking rat. Is the air conditioning wolf. on? No, okay. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, he's gonna get himself a snacky poo, but he really wants some heat. <coughs> so, but yeah, back to the movie. David here is. Uh, we're about to yeah. This is the this, this is, is the, the give the the, the, <clears throat> the nut the money yeah. shot of this movie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty nasty. This is where Rick uh, Baker shows you his fucking big nutsack on this scene. And it's daytime too. Yeah, well, it's a, it's 
it just builds up to this because he sits here and just basically freaks out. She's at work. <laughs> Smell the blood of the Englishman. I remember what he's doing. He's eating or something. I remember he starts it's ripping off like, his clothes. Yeah, and <clears> he's <throat> like bored as fuck, but he's hungry. But he's not hungry. Hey, there's a Donald Duck. So much Disney stuff in this movie. I don't know. Mickey Mouse. The Avantasia, the Donald Duck. You've got all that. I don't, I don't know. John Landis hates Disney, so he wants know. to kill him with a werewolf. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. What's the way? I never noticed all the Disney stuff before. It's strange. It's interesting. <laughs> He's got a Mickey Mouse quilt and a goofy French tickler. But yeah, I'll put this transformation scene up against any werewolf movie, current or older. It's really really gross. Because the, the, honestly the howling, the first howling, the makeup and it's cheesy I thought. Yeah. I love Rob Routine, but and I'm sorry Rob, but Rick's got you smoked on the werewolf transformation. <laughs> <clears throat> that little boy's funny. He's just like, no, 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 no. I think that little kid's cute. It's a doggy <laughs> little Indian baby. Yeah. <laughs> a little Middle, Middle Eastern ch- child. He hangs out with his, his, his buddy. Odell Beckham, his, other, his brother. <clears throat> oh, here we go. Yeah, this is. I mean, it's. This is fucking horrendous. And we'll get back to our hog discussion. There's no <laughs> hog shot here because he's got a fucking uh, giant dong. With it that's a fucking. Uh, that's a fucking Vienna sausage. Yeah. And Landis, being Jewish, is like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I still think this transformation scene is just raunchy. I mean, look at that. That American Werewolf in Paris was distributed by Disney. That sequel they did in 97. That had nothing to that do with this movie. Horrible. That had nothing to do with this. Which, of course, Landis was originally, since they only allowed so many permits in Britain for the American actors, because they're like, oh, there's plenty of good American actors that live here. He told Britain that he was going to go, he was going to call it American Werewolf in Paris. So they let him get more American actors in the film. Or so they actually was, uh, stole the name. Yeah, it was basically they, he was going to change the name just to piss them off. So they'd allow one I mean, that's wrong, Chicky. That would kill me. He's like stretching his whole body. It's nasty. Oh. The appliances and still for this do not... I mean, I don't think this looks dated or cheesy. I still think it looks awesome. Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. He must love this man. Oh. The noises are fucking nasty too. You know what I didn't understand here? Wouldn't he have destroyed the apartment leaving it? I guess he just ran out the fucking door. Because you would think he would have just straight up destroyed the apartment. And she would be like, oh, well, you are a werewolf. 
That fucking wolf howl's nasty. Dude. It is. Shoo. It's pretty awesome. There's a lot of kills here, too. Yeah. This, this one, the Blood subway kill. Bloodbath time. Well, because the first time he actually transforms, you just see him running through the woods nude afterward, and you what I remember. Well, he wakes up in the zoo in that one part. Now, that, oh, the yeah. thing of the nude, the nude woods thing is a dream sequence. Oh, yeah, that's right. This guy's like, I'm going to get some pussy tonight. Like, no, you're about to get turned into a fucking Filet burger on. patty. Yeah. <laughs> they get turned you're into about to get filleted. Human filleted. <laughs> turned into hamburger helper. <laughs> You know, it makes you. It, it kind of makes you wonder why he would pick uh, London to have oh. a werewolf movie. I'll be back in a second. He just saw a dude get mauled. That was. But he just get smoked. Oh yeah, he's still getting smoked. A werewolf. I mean, he, he's fucking huge. Let's see. uh... As you all can catch on, uh, the soundtrack, all the songs have moon in the title. Uh, you know, Bad Moon Rising and, and all that stuff. But it says, John Landis uh, tried to secure the rights from the Cat Stevens song, Moon Shadow. And Stevens became Yusef Islam, and he didn't want to have his song involved in something that dealt with. And do what well, supernatural what was, what was that? The Cat Stevens song Moonshadow. Uh Landis tried to get that in the he film. He threw a fit about it. He just denied him the song. What an asshole. Because it was a horror movie. Well that's that's when he turned uh Muslim was was during that time he asked for the song. So when he converted he was like he didn't want a song involved with something that horrific had like the supernatural and the undead and the occult and because it was very graphic. I didn't know Islamics were such pussies. Mm -hmm. I mean, I hate to be that way, but you're that much of a a fucking puss. Connected to the subject matter. And John Landis thought it was... You know, see, that kind of goes into what we were talking about with Dave Mustaine, if I'll touch on it briefly. Why would you give a fuck if you're getting paid? But Landis said that the song Moonshadow is about killing and dismemberment. So he thought it was hilarious they turned it down was because you would think the subject matter he would actually apply it to this film and it would make sense but uh, I don't know I guess Yousef didn't want that kind of representation but whatever Um, oh shit okay we when we're in the subway tunnel which is coming up I think there's a uh, a notable there. Dude, I'm telling you, fast. That's how you see. Huh? Is that not? Uh uh-uh. uh. What is it? It's the heat. It still comes out like that. Why is it cold? It's the fan. Oh. And it says on here also that David Naughton spends 40% of the movie nude. Yeah. It's a good bit. Yep. That is true. <laughs> he is definitely nudie. Oh, Rick Baker was one of the Nazi werewolves. 
in the sequence. The Which one was he? He was the one that slashes David's throat. Nice. I don't know which one was at one of the conventions. It wasn't him. I think it was the one with the gun that comes through the door. Really? First one that starts shooting. That was him? That wasn't Rick Baker. That was one of the ones at the convention that I saw before I started going to conventions. I say Rick Baker was at the convention. Baker was the one that... He was the werewolf that slits his throat in the chair. It was pretty awesome. Well, that's that's is that the werewolf or is that that mutant thing? Uh, yeah, it was the the werewolf Nazi thing. Oh, he is the werewolf Nazi. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, there's, no well, there's only one. Well, there's there's mutant ones too. That's yeah. why I was asking. I didn't know because there's only one werewolf Nazi. The other two. Are the other like, one look like werewolves. They're like mutants. one that's kind of like one's like a deformed. demon mutant yeah. thing. So he probably killed those bums too. Well, here's the subway in. here. Okay. Weird, movie weird, dude. I just saw something really strange I've never seen in this thing. Right before this sequence, there was a Wendy's hamburger ad in yeah. London. There's uh, some movie posters you're going to see. There's a there's a few of them. You want me to see if I can just find them? Yeah. Because I'm not familiar with. There's one right there. I don't think that's one of the good ones. You'll you'll see them. They're like they're movie posters. There's a Marlboro ad. Yeah. They'll they'll show it pretty prominently. And you know, for some reason, this has never been a, 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 a warm weather film for me. This is a cold weather film. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're wearing the jackets, and it's probably like in the forties. Cold. It's not. I would imagine it's not like cold like it is now. Around this time of year. I don't see anything yet. I mean, there's cigarette ads. That's coming. There's the... One of them... uh, Yeah, this is it, I think. Maybe you can't see it. Here we go, what we got? Wendy's. Wendy's. It's made for you. It's our routine. Pregnant? Didn't they show a movie poster in this part? Unless they show it too fast. There was something right there. Non-stop orgy. (laughs) Airplane. Airplane, that's one of them. Hold on. Mother of God. That's going really fucking fast. Yeah. It's on one of those Stop action here. Uh, I mean, if if somebody saw one of those in that, they've got fucking way more better uh, vision to brain than I do. There's something right there on the rot. Do you see it? Yeah. It looks like like fucking Flash Gordon or goddamn Death. Death. Oh, he just fucking bailed. That would fucking hurt hitting that too. It's kind of funny he's going up this up the escalator though. Uh, okay, there was a Life of Brian poster. I well. didn't see it. And there was a Close Encounters of the Third. Kind I did of see that somewhere. I, I think I did see that. Although it was that, going so fast, he put that in the film because. At the time this came out, he was friends with Spielberg, so he. Well, no, they were. I know they. They were. Poster out, yeah. Zemeckis and them were all drinking buddies. Oh, here's the zoo. Smoking buddies, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, he's he's like laying in here with with 
uh, a wolf or something, I believe. Or a tiger or something, I'm not really sure. Seems like it is a wolf he's laying here laying with. With a tootie. Yeah, I think so. That'd be the worst part is waking up just somewhere. You're like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah, it's like the Hulk. You don't really. Where's my fucking clothes? I think you really have any recollection of it. Yep, it's a tuna. It's tuna's a husky, in case you guys. We just never mentioned that on that. I thought he was actually wolf dog. <laughs> He's a wolf dog. You wolf dog? So they're not attacking him because they know he's a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, they're like hanging out with him. So I wonder how they got him to do that. They're probably... I would imagine they're domesticated. They have to be. They would have tore him to bits. Yeah. I'll tell you what, climbing out of that nude wouldn't have been fun either. Let's see. I'm trying to land and speaking of the weather. Wanted bad weather for the movie. So he purposely shot it in February and March. Uh, the Welsh town of uh, Crickadarn, which is where... So I was right, it is where it is, yeah. Had snow, sleet, rain, and extensive sunshine all in one day. And is it ever warm in Britain? I don't think it is, is it? It's always gloomy. It rains constantly. Yeah, but it's never really warm there, is it? No, I don't think so. Especially not out there. And fucking... Welsh town. Um, so he's got to be freezing his nuts off. Right? So John told him while he when he runs and shit when he's nude to run as if it were warm. So that kind of pissed off David, I'm sure. Um, this is actually a quote. That's rather difficult to do because it's cold and you've got no shoes on, and I don't jog in bare feet in any weather, even back in California. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. <clears throat> So, just remember, guys, even if you don't like the movie or you have any doubts about horror movies and their bad acting or whatever, just, you know, that's pretty shitty. He had to run around 40% of this movie just nude in February and March and run around, like actually run in the cold naked. Just like that where he's got the balloons. (laughs) That's fucking funny. So these actors go through a lot. If you ever go check out the documentaries on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, you know, look what those fuckers. There's a hustler mag. Do you see it yeah. up there? The actors from Texas Chainsaw went through absolute hell, and it's it's pretty interesting to to watch. Mainly Marilyn Burns. Yeah, tortured. So, I mean, it was just that was the exact opposite of this because it was just brutal heat, you know, and just like really. Yeah, they shot conditions. that in the summer. Yeah. Like brutal, brutal heat. So, you know, even if you're not huge, you know, we don't watch horror movies for the acting. We watch it for the for the kills and <clears throat> the fucking terror. And you know, this movie is just good. I mean, whether you consider it a horror movie or not, I mean, it's definitely a horror movie. But dark comedy or whatever you want to call it, I mean. This is a, this is a great I mean, it, 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 what I mean is, you know, I was telling somebody, 
movie, and I'm like, but honestly, most it is a dark comedy. But at the same time, really, if you think about it, there's nothing really funny about this movie. It's really just morbid. Yeah, but most horror movies are kind of funny. You know, they are at least to us because they're supposed to. The point of horror movies is to either make you afraid or to ha- to give you a morbid enjoyment out of something. You're supposed to enjoy a movie, regardless, you know, um, whether you take something from it or not. I love his coat, though. She's just wearing an old lady tea time coat. It's fucking funny. Wonder, you know, they could have done a sequel to this if she had had his wolf baby. Yeah. I don't think it transfers that way, though, do you? What? Or maybe it does. If if he had knocked her up, if she had had a wolf baby. (laughs) She had a wolf kid out of her body. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Not a butterfly. It just comes out like... I guess he used a, a ribby, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I mean, what I mean is, I'd say I've never heard that tackle. That'd be something new that you could tackle in a werewolf movie. I don't know if it transferred that way by blood like that or semen or whatever like that. If you impregnated a chick and you were a werewolf or not. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. Because uh, they say curse the werewolves, whoever gets, you know, scratched or bit or, or whatever. Oh, I remember earlier in the film you were you were talking about how you said British women were, were stinky. Mm-hmm. Well... David Naughton says, and for the love scene in the shower, this is a quote, there are not a lot of showers in London, so they had to build one for the shower scene. We had quite a time trying to regulate the water temperature. Right there, it's freezing, suggested Griffin during the next shot. That's crazy. They just don't have, I guess they have baths or whatever. I don't know. That's just weird. Because most people don't have time to sit there and take a fucking bath. Shower, you can get in and out, you know. So, I don't know. Uh, That's weird. (laughs) So, they did make a remake of this film? No. Not that I know of. It's news to me. Oh, they're going to make one. It's his son that's going to do it. Who? Max Landis. Well, that might be good, then. It's going to write and direct a remake to it. Well, that's okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to... I mean, I don't know if it would be good, it's but... It's going to be American Trump in, in London. I don't know. It should be good if, if his son's doing it. Maybe not. I don't know. I just... I mean, I get the... Uh, the whole remake thing for the new generation but I mean they have fucking Blu-ray players I mean you can always watch this I don't you know what you know I was talking with somebody recently um, I don't remember who it was and they were like oh you're watching a Vincent Price movie I don't watch old movies so it's weird to me to think that somewhere somebody listening to this probably is like oh that's an old fucking movie it's like well that's well, what some we people were, just, that's what's good yeah some people just watch whatever that guy looks like Chuck Norris yeah Walker Walker London Ranger It's about the roundhouse kick Oh yeah doesn't he like 
uh, I thought he like crawls onto that fucking lion or whatever. Must be thinking of something else. Thought he tries to fuck with the cop, be an asshole. Yeah, doesn't he go on top of that lion so he can get arrested and locked up? He never gets arrested. <laughs> yeah, just another crazy guy in the street. But yeah, I never, you know, some people just go watch whatever. Like the people watch any new movie that comes out, they'll rent anything just that they see on TV. Like I know, I don't know plenty of people like that personally, but I know I've watched people do that. You know what I mean? Like you see old couples and fucking Hunger Games. They're like, eh, pretty good. Like they don't know what they're doing. They're just going and watching movies. And they don't have any taste or... Yeah, I don't understand these people just blindly watching things. I can't do that. I, I gotta, can't either. I gotta have some kind of draw to it, like an actor in it or something. But, uh, you know... When it comes to, like, shit that's old or whatever, it's like, yeah, I get it. A lot of people don't want to watch black and white stuff or, um... Can I get him out of my goddamn freeze? Yeah, go for it. How do I... Um... I want to make sure this thing is on. Yeah, this is... Cool it is on here. Jesus. It's going to be 20 degrees and I'll keep it a fucking freezer. Um... Sorry about that. No, you're fine. I just, I was like, God damn. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying, uh, I get the whole thing, you know. Some people don't like watching black and white stuff or some of the older shit. Then, you know what? Then don't watch it. So, dude, to me, that that's, a, that's, your, that's a lot. I mean, you're missing out. Especially anybody that claims to be a horror fan. If you're a I don't horror really fan, consider... you got to watch the classic shit. Even if you don't like all of it, you should at least try some of it. Watch at least one Hitchcock film. I watch one of the shitty ones. There's a lot of those. A lot of overrated stuff. You know, you don't have to, but you should. You know? Just like if you, if you can watch Friday the 13th, and you can watch the original Halloween, you can watch... Then you can watch the Universal shit. You can watch Creature from the Black Lagoon. is awesome. It's a great movie. Uh, this is morbid. This is him saying bye to his family. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon is very violent. It's super violent for its time. He's That's just, my favorite Universal mine too. Movie. He's just throwing people into the Sure, it's your favorite, you know, because you and I agree on it. It is, it's the best one. He's throwing people around that whole movie, like, it's awesome. It's just a good... I like that one, and I'm not crazy about the original Wolfman, I'm not crazy about the Mummy. I like Frankenstein a lot. Love Frankenstein. Because he's, he's a gentle too. giant. You know. Yeah. He's not... He's not like a Dracula. Mean. I'm not a big fan of either. He's misunderstood. Well, you know how, where our Dracula is. It's fucking Christopher Lee's Dracula. Yes. I don't like Bela Lugosi at all. Uh, I know some people. I don't have anything against them. I'm just not a huge fan of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just not. It's like Claude Rains. I'm not a big fan. If of I'm gonna Claude do Bela Lugosi. I'll do White Zombie. That's a great movie. Oh, yeah. Um, did he do Black Sabbath too? No, that's that's fucking. Uh, that's my boy. That's that's fucking uh, the terror. That's uh, uh, Frankenstein. That's fucking. Uh, oh God! I was damn near death yesterday, folks. So 
Give me a second. That's that's Karloff. Oh, Boris Karloff. Yeah, that's, that's Frankenstein. Frank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that's him the a lot. terror man. Yeah. That's that's my favorite. Boris, Boris Karloff. That is. If you've never seen the terror, watch the terror. That's my favorite. It's Jack Nicholson's first film too. Really? Yeah, it's a Roger Corman thing. Yep. Isn't that? Uh, it just came out Blu-ray a couple months ago. Didn't it? Yeah, I got or it. you had it. We actually. Yeah, we were actually gonna. We were gonna do it for somebody. Yeah. And we didn't do it. I don't remember who. But. We should. We should do that. We've not really tackled any of the classic stuff yet. We will. We I mean, we've so done classics, but not old. You know, classic stuff. But and it's awesome. He sees. His Goes and hangs out at the fucking uh, nonstop orgy with uh, Jack. Yeah. Which is pretty cool He sees it one last time And he's in a porno theater And he's not naked So Yeah He didn't Pee Wee Herman it That's kind of funny though Because he's naked 40% of the movie But when he goes to the Peep show he's, Peep he's, show He's, he's fucking fully clothed In winter gear Yeah Which he still has That puffa jacket And so does Jack He kept They both kept theirs After the movie You know before so Giuliani Took all Like that. I told you He When I saw it When I met David Naughton He had that fucking jacket From the movie that one? Yeah. He wore it. Because it even says that they kept they kept their jackets after the movie, so that's the same fucking jacket. And he, he was wearing it. it. He was wearing it. In the pictures with people and shit. That's crazy. Yeah. That's actually awesome. They had a photo op. He was at his booth signing shit in that fucking puffer jacket. Because it was, it was winter when I went and met him. Well, no. It was like September, so it was getting a little cold, I guess. And it was some rocking titties. We got tits within a film... Within a film here, Mr. Skinless, we're at an hour and 23 minutes. So, we just had some epic... Those are some... Huge yeah, right there, they're coming back, yep. <laughs> Good movie. He looks fucking bitching right now. The Jack. Jack, yeah. I mean... If, if, if you don't... That's the... I mean, Baker's makeup there, if you say that he can't do gore stuff, well, there it is. I mean, that's just decomposing... It's fucking nasty. He's a zombie. It's awesome. Yeah. He's a werewolf killed zombie. He's just a straight up fucking corpse. But, uh... I don't know why anybody wouldn't like this movie. It's it's very good. The the pace is really good. Uh, The comedy is great. And it's not even really, like, super comedy. It's just so weird. Yeah, it's not laugh out loud. It's just more like... It's just so weird that it's It keeps it light. But, I mean, to me, this movie's morbid. No, it's very morbid. Especially the way the pace right now, like you know where it's headed, and it's, you know, it's morbid because his friends there with him the whole time, even though he's been dead since the beginning of the film, and you know, and that's really him. And there's the guy from the subway he killed. Yeah, fucking crazy man. But if you don't look watch at that skin sp- hanging off his face, <laughs> Tuna's freaking out. He's he's wolf dog. He is wolf dog. <laughs> you wolf doggy. But even if you don't like this movie, for some reason, for some reason, <laughs> best thing you can do, just the makeup in this alone is worth watching the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I have people all the time say that he couldn't do practical makeup effects, but it's like. I mean, it doesn't get any more practical. I think you know, and the, for not, you think that they 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 filmed this in '80, so score crisis riling up the wolf here. I mean, it's just cool. Sorry, he never does that. You relax. 
tuna. <coughs> He's running circles around around the doctor here. Literal circles. Tootie monster. <laughs> He's like Jack. This is a good movie. Oh, that's the couple that he killed. The the married couple or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how long this scene was. This makes it even more and more, but it's like the last time he hangs out with him in his head. Now they're seeing all the... There's the steno bums he killed. All the people, yeah. He's crazy. You don't even see him killing a lot of them, do you? Well, see, what's interesting, too, more also, the, yeah. the guy they kill at the beginning of the film yeah. is cursed. Yeah. He passes it off to him. If they had never let them go out there, they could have just killed the motherfucker instead of using them as bait, and it would have stopped the bloodline there. Yeah. But instead, it gives us this entire film where it's you know, you got to he's got, and that that would be fucked up to have to hear that. I said, well, you need to die because we're all basically living, you know, monstrosity of uh, corpses. <laughs> you know. To me, I think. I mean, well, the cool thing—he's in like a whack-off theater, and he sees all the guys he's killed in there. That's pretty crazy. Well, he thinks he's losing his. I almost wonder if all that is a delusion, but he just secretly knows subconsciously that he is a fucking werewolf. Right. I mean, he knows. He God, knows you don't hear anything about fucking Fuji anymore. Fuji was like an '80s thing. The cameras. Yeah, you don't yeah. hear. God, I don't know. They still I had a shit Fuji camera. It's nice shit. Yeah. Like fucking, there's a lot of that stuff you just don't even hear about it anymore. Oh, we got some more, more Mr. Skinless. You just watch this whole scene. You see some decomposed Skinless too. I've forgotten that he turned. This is this is the end of the damn movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the last time he gets to talk to Jack, you know. or have delusions about Jack, or uh, the guy in the orgy is like, this guy's going, this guy's whacking it. God, can you imagine if you were in a... That's right, he busts right through this fucking... See You Next Wednesday theater and... See You Next Tuesday. Well, this one's called See You Next Wednesday. Oh, it should be Tuesday. Because that's More Mr. Skinless. Oh, uh, the, that hey. was the... Yep. Yeah. Damn, that's the same ones that... Oh, shit. Uh, the See You Next Wednesday, that's the actual title of the film that they're playing. It's called See You Next Wednesday. It's real? Yeah. It's a real porno. It's a real porno. Weird. I want to see. That's why the uh, the posters were up. I'm going to look it up. I know. We already know there's some rocking tits in that movie. <laughs> Courtesy of Mr. Skinless. Thank you, guys. I'm going to look it up. See you next Wednesday? Yeah, see you next Wednesday. No? I downed both of mine, and then I had to go to work, so... Yeah, we were we were just hanging out here doing the episode about forty nine minutes in, and then. Uh, you want me to put your sandwiches up? Yes, please. And uh, oh, here's a Bobby. There's another Bob. Damn, <laughs> that's the most epic scene in this film. Is right there. Damn, three sandwiches. You get the full shot of the wolf, and he's just like fucking covered in blood. It's awesome. That's good shit. Um. But yeah, I was hanging out. I downed a couple beers during the episode, and then I got look called. how good the print of this looks. Oh, it's nasty. And then I got called into fucking work, and uh, so we had a, about a four-hour gap in between. And then now we're back here 
finishing this episode up. Okay. What's this? I don't even know what they are. Yeah, shit's hitting the fan now because they got him trapped in the the whack off theater. Here he comes. And oh, and they got the lieutenant. Right. Yeah. right. Oh, there goes his head. <laughs> and there is a decapitation. I think it's made the bus driver avoided it. He's like, oh, I can't kill that werewolf. Oh, someone got it. Oh, my God. Someone gets ejected out of their car and then ran over. That was awesome. I don't remember this part at all when he's out of the theater. Oh, there's just people killing each other now. Oh, my God. That's the second ejection in, like, 20 seconds. Oh, shit. Oh, they, the cop just got plastered. The cop gets sandwiched. You alright over there? Yes. Need help? Nope. Okay. I just dumped over a can of soda. Oh. I got it. Did you see that sister Hobbs? It must be Terrence's sister. <laughs> yeah. He's like a fat werewolf, too. He's kind of. Yeah, he's fat. big. Yeah. Which I didn't think he's a big mother. He's hairy, yeah. He's scary looking. These cops think I would have just like. I mean, I guess there's nothing you could do. You gotta take them down. I would have just quit my job. Yeah, werewolves exist, so I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna quit everything. Maybe it's hot or cold. We turned the heat on. It was cold as fuck. Yeah. I'm just had to turn it off. Okay. Yeah, we're good for now. He's not going out anymore. He's well, yeah, I don't want to... He pissed and shit, and he's been acting up. He's actually being a wolf today. <laughs> you got out of your harness tonight, huh? Yeah. Maybe we'll good. watch the right movie. He's like, yeah, I'm a werewolf daddy. <laughs> he does. He's... Must be, it might be a full moon. I didn't check. <clears throat> That'd be kind of cool. Well, I don't know. When I was a kid, I the always... Be- I think this is the best ending to a film. Yeah. You've got to let me have a little bit of dialogue here. Oh, we got the, the end of this and the and the credit music. Is. <coughs> when I was a kid, I always thought the werewolves of Dracula was real, like, not entirely, but well, you're, you're, I wanted to believe it so much. That it's I a minute, it. yeah, it's close. It's when she starts talking to him, right here in a minute. Oh, this is the Doctor West right here. Yeah, this is Doctor West with, with females. It is this scene. <laughs> And it's like, I love you, Alex. And she's like, I love you, Dr. Doctor Vincent West. And I'm like, raw, and then I'm dead. Bona da bona da. This is it. This is Dr. West's uh, love crisis right here. The score to this movie is awesome, too. He should have fucked her as a werewolf. That would have been hot. Good night. It's good to see you. Good to see you. I'll probably come back out. Okay, cool. Okay. God, he looks fucking awesome. David. Dr. West.
my entire love life in 30 seconds. <laughs> I love you, Dr. West. Don't let him on the He got shot dead naked in the London alley. By like well, she didn't believe him. That's the other fucked up thing, too. He kept saying, I'm a fucking werewolf. Yeah. She was like, you're losing your mind. And I think he sort of knew, too. No, he knew. He just couldn't, like, prove it. Nobody would... He was just... He didn't offer. <laughs> One of the coolest things I ever saw was a Halloween show in Atlanta. And it was typo negative, and that's it. No support acts. And they literally came out with this plan. I just thought that was cool. Because it's like, I totally knew what the they were doing. Because no one knew. Oh, yeah, they did. It was that tour. It's awesome. For October Rust tour. Yeah. It's great. But no one knew. The band knew, and I knew what this was. But nobody in that crowd knew why they were playing this. They were just like, what the fuck? Might have been a couple people. I don't know. I always feel like I'm surrounded by idiots at shows on this one. Yeah. Not you, obviously, but you know what I mean. It's like, I don't think people get subtlety and stuff. Right. And these bands are like, put this really cool subtlety and stuff. But yeah, this movie is, hands down, it's fantastic. It's, uh, it's just good stuff, man. Oh, I know what we're doing. Gotta do now. So, final thoughts. This print obviously is way better than the uh, the print I had the the Blue Moon edition. Uh, there's very noticeable difference in the prints. Um, of course, love to do for some of these episodes maybe a play by shit. Now. Steve Johnson worked on that too. It's awesome. Uh, maybe a you know side by side or something like that. I'm sure there's somewhere. You can do that, but I noticed it right off the bat that it was uh, the print was very different. The 2K Master versus the, I guess just the regular HD Master, whatever they did the first. Time. Uh, you know what that first one it to me looking at it now and looking at this it's that thing was up port maybe. That's all it was straight yeah. up. Yeah, all yeah. they did was port the VHS. That was Blu-ray. before this was popular, you know. So uh, when they took the time, plus this is the 35th anniversary now, so yeah, uh, they had more time to get a nice release out so they definitely did their job and um, I think it's great same thing with the the Jaws remasters look really good too um, so. oh wow no wonder the music's good Elmer Bernstein like yeah, we talked about earlier god the score of this movie's awesome yeah that fun honestly the the film the score is only like if you just play the whole thing it's like seven minutes long it's beautiful though that but it's spaced uh, out so well because the end song, score that score thing when she yeah. walks up my thing the, there's oh, so much right. you know other music like normal music in there um but yeah this down to the T this movie's just good and I was talking about presentation I love this right here too like Canthropy Films Limited, which is too Well, no, watch, watch the very last thing, not that. Lady Diana Spencer and His Royal Highness, the Prince of Wales, on the occasion of their marriage, July 29, 1981. Right here. All characters, events in this film are fictitious. Any similarity to actual events, personas, dead or undead, is purely coincidental. Yeah. I love it. dead or undead. It's yeah. Funny. This is subtle. There's a zombie in this film. I mean, this is, there's a lot of cool stuff in this Film in Wales, London, Middlesex, England. Which I would love to go to. It'd be pretty fun. Middlesex, I think, was out there in the uh, moors. 
And the the slaughtered lamb, I think, was, was actually the, a cottage. And the, that is that in Middlesex? Is that what that was? Yeah, I think yeah. so. No, that was in that. Look at that. That's an old Universal bumper. Yeah, that's great. Ask for Babs. <laughs> I should totally do that. Uh, go ask for Babs. Oh, a great movie. We'll go to you for the your final thoughts on that. You know, uh, this this to me is the heyday of my childhood. This is this is when, uh, you know, horror uh, to me was just really just you know a leap from the '60s. Obviously, the '70s had a lot of stuff, but to me, the '80s just really started dominating because you had to, everything was just cranking out at this point. Right. You know. Two, three years prior, you had, you know, the first Halloween and, and you know... Phantasm, uh, of course. Man, yeah. And you just started Texas. just all this... And to me, this is this is as classic as any of that stuff. Texas, it never got sequeled yeah. to death. No. And I think that makes it special, too. Yeah. Nothing, nothing wrong with stuff getting sequeled to death, but sometimes it's... There's something special about well, a movie. When you got werewolf steals. stuff, I mean, you, you have a werewolf, you kill it, it's done, you know. But uh, it's cool, you know. It's not uh, this movie just had you know the pace it needed. The print of this is beautiful. I think the acting's superb in it, and oh, yeah. I think it's weird too that nobody in this film really has ever done anything else hardly except for the love interest. Yeah. So I think that's interesting too. But yeah, one of my favorites, it definitely hands down, in my opinion, the best werewolf movie ever made. I don't think anything will touch this. Not even his son's movie. No, that's perfect. I think it's just you know. I was so I have to I want to say this for it's our fun. Fans, it's fun. It's honestly listen yeah. stuff too. I was so happy that you were a fan of this movie because a lot of people, honestly, a lot of people just either have never seen this or they don't know anything about it. Love it's this movie. it's a really nice. It's kind of a well kept secret secret in the horror community because if you talk to a lot of people, they really most people don't know what this movie is. And it's not even like a cult film either. It's actually up there on the list of like the greatest films ever made. If you really look at the films, this but is a lot on of the people list. don't know what this movie is because John Landis hated Animal House, but this is what he's known for. If if you see John Landis, people know who John Landis is. They don't know this movie though. Yeah, but somehow they're not like, oh, he did American Werewolf. It's like, yeah, this is his, this is his prime real estate. Is this this film is what he's known for? Animal House, you can. I, no one. Yeah, because he he doesn't. You know, he when he did the uh, his segment in the uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which that movie's cursed. I, I got to see who the rest of not talking about how that movie's fucking cursed and stuff. Yeah, but um, the fucking uh, I. You know, after he did this movie, he got lumped into into a horror slash slasher genre because it is. Yeah, this totally is. This is, I think this is actually a slasher to me. In a way, yeah, it's a supernatural. You know, slasher. It's a fucking horror film. This is a yeah. balls out horror film. I mean, it's bloody too. Oh yeah, there's more blood and gore in this than there is in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, if you think about it, there is. <clears throat> Because most of the Texas Chainsaw stuff was implied. Subliminal. It's you know, an implied, sub- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Subliminal implied. This exactly. one used, I mean, a couple of them, but you're not supposed to know what he did. You're just like, oh, shit, he's nude. And he's I, hope, I hope Worrell gets a kick out of that we gave him this movie. Because I, I hope he does, Because and I hope you guys understand that when we do a movie like this, I, you know, th- this, is, this is one of my favorite he movies. He reminds me of a werewolf. He's like a wolf man. It's pretty awesome. And we had a lot of fun with him on the show. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said before, if you at first, if you don't have this restored edition, the 35th anniversary of American Werewolf in London, six on bucks Blu-ray, and a Best Buy cheap bin. Yeah, can come find on. It. I mean, this is just. It's, I think it's ten bucks on Amazon, eight bucks. For those of you that check this out and actually watch the film while we watch it, thank you. Um, even if you know, you can watch the blue the Blue Moon edition with us and watch this print. I mean, if you want, you know. 
Uh, however you're doing it at home. Oh, it's out of print, so this would be easier for him to get the good one, so that's yeah. kind of good. Um, so, yeah, uh, thanks for watching and listening, and uh, enjoy Warl. And if, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Sanctuary, but never records, check out Sanctuary. And if you're not familiar with Nevermore, but you're familiar with Sanctuary, then check out Nevermore because it fucking rules. Uh, so yeah, we got Warl coming Warl Dane, at you. Thank you so much, and stay fucking gory. This is Dr. Vincent West. We are here with Warl Dane from Sanctuary. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, preparing for the storm that's supposed to hit Seattle tonight around 10 o'clock. Uh, Shit. But other than that, just just uh, doing the same old thing. Waking yep. up, drinking my coffee, and getting ready to start my day. This, this, is, uh, this is the start of my day right now. Okay, cool. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, I uh, wanted to kind of just, you want to talk about a brief history, how you got involved in music and stuff, and how that came about? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I was listening to all kinds of heavy metal all the time, and I always loved heavy metal and hard rock, too. But um, um, I just started playing in bands and and eventually hooked up with uh, uh, guys in Sanctuary who pretty much stole me from the first band I was in that shall remain nameless because they sucked <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I, and uh, sorry to hear that fucking awesome um, Lenny the guitar player of Sanctuary um, at Dave Mustaine and uh, did some crazy stuff snuck into his hotel room with one of his girlfriends and got his foot in the door and started talking to Dave and (laughs) eventually convinced him to go downstairs to the parking garage of the hotel and listen to um, the first Sanctuary demo and you guys were already rock stars. You Yeah, the rock star really approach like anyway was great. You guys have uh, balls, definitely. That's awesome. And um, yeah, Dave said, "Hey, I want to produce your record." And wow. We were all like, we were all like, okay, we're just partying. <laughs>
right? And it was kind of a, a whirlwind at that point, and you know that's pretty much how I started out. And unfortunately, at that point, Sanctuary didn't last long. We only had a few more years, right? In essence, until we imploded, and then you know Jimmy and I formed Nevermore and found Jeff. Uh, yeah. I love that Nevermore too. His stuff was great. <laughs> Now, I wanted to ask you, so on the Refuge Denied, when you went in to, to record that, was that did you was that fun working with Dave doing that or Yeah, of course it was. I mean it was a a really new experience and we were all kind of starstruck. Oh, sure. But but you know, it, there are so many stories I could tell you that I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's great. That thing's great. Like I said, I think I told you the other day. I I saw you guys open for Megadeth, and I was fucking blown away. Like I didn't even know who Sanctuary was, and I was like, "Man, this is fucking." It was great. I saw you at Prague Power, and, and man, that was crazy. And you know, if every male singer, their, their voices age differently. Right. When you're in your 20s, you can do things that you can't do when you're in your 40s, sometimes. I mean, some people, it, it, it just depends on the person, but I'll be the first to admit that, you know, uh, Battle Angels is yeah. tough for me. <laughs> And of course, I, that's the one everybody. <laughs> of course, that's the one everybody wants to hear too. And you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> you nailed it at Prog Power. I thought, man, I about shit. I was like, man, he's still because you were my buddies that we had watched that with. We were always like, man, he's still fuck. You nailed it at that. I thought. Oh yeah, we did Veil of Disguise at that show too. Yes, if I remember correctly. Yes, you did. Power, 
Oh, you were. It blew me the fuck away. It was. I mean, you all slayed everybody else that was there that weekend. I was blown away. But I'll, I wanted to ask you, what was it like? Um, by the time you have like Into the Mirror Black out, and what was that like with all the grunge stuff exploding around you guys? And you guys are, you know, uh, sanctuary, and then you've got all this grunge stuff going on around you. Was that what was that like? Well. heavy metal right there in a a situation yeah people were thinking that heavy metal was no longer a valid form of music right because everyone was so entrenched with the grunge explosion yeah I mean we had this this place I was working which I eventually bought um, and and have since sold this (laughs) restaurant Um, we were hiring kids um, to work in the kitchen and you know we, we get I, I remember this one kid that we we caught fucking overdosing in the bathroom because he was shooting up heroin and Jeez. you know he told us he told us later that he only started doing heroin because he wanted to be like Lane <laughs> damn <laughs> like, uh, you know when I mean people were idolizing heroin users at that time too like yeah I was, and, and was Lane weird. Staley and Sure. You saw a lot of that with with young kids. See, um, you know, that, that that was just sad. But uh, mm. but we would always hire musicians to work in the kitchen because, in my opinion, musicians see food preparation more as a form of art than just a job. Sure, that's a, that's a good so way to look at it. Yeah, we were we, we were always hiring musicians, and you know, we got the occasional fucked up one. <laughs> yeah, he, you nailed it on that one. What's the thing with heavy metal though? Is like they media stuff like that try to pin shitty situations on heavy metal, like you know, saying Ozzy was leading kids to kill themselves and all this kind of stuff. But none of that ever happened, you know. And maybe a couple of them did, but you know, uh, the heroin thing was a huge deal. And the music it was involved with the grunge stuff, but I don't know if it's to blame or what. But I don't. Heavy metal just always had a bad rep versus that stuff for some reason. Really? Oh, wow. and meth. Wow. Heroin and meth. Lovely, lovely. Um, it's more and like... I, I guess, 
you just can't escape it anywhere you go in the U.S. There's always oh, yeah. available drugs and always kids that are, you know, bored and looking for something to do. So <laughs> they turn right. to drugs instead of education. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's unsettling, but, you know, that's the world we live in. Right. I mean, did you? I, what I think is interesting. So you've got you got into the Mirror Black, which I think is brilliant. And I think that record's uh, it's one of those when I first listened to it, it's, it's like the best records because it has to grow on you. But I thought musically, it was such a different pace uh, from the first album. Right. Yeah. And it's I, I was just I was always curious because it's you know all the bands I like you know because people would come up to me when the grunge stuff was hitting, I'm in my 40s, and they would come up and they would be like, you know, do you like stuff from Seattle? I'm like, yeah, I do. I love Sanctuary and Metal Church. And uh, they're like, what? <laughs> you know, and it was like, well, I don't know. I never, the the grunge thing, I guess, just kind of swayed by me. Like, I just, I saw it as a fad, but I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it was. But I was just always curious how that was for you guys uh, being around all that stuff. Didn't you like Alice in Chains, though? Because... They were definitely the most metal. You know, right. you know, I, yeah. I mean, I, I did. Uh, I liked some of it. I, I preferred Facelift more than I. I, I guess I, I liked it when I first heard oh. it. But oh, Dirt is their masterpiece, though. Right? Yeah, I mean that's the that's the one everybody likes. Like I said, I was never really. I don't know. I, I think Jerry's a great guitarist, and I I always thought they were cool. But I just it was just never really my thing. I don't know. I was more at that point. I was listening to, uh, you know, Sanctuary and Metal Church, but I was also starting to get into like Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. So I'd, I I I kind of just leapfrogged even the whole thrash thing. Like I was more into the death metal stuff, but. Chains were, you know, with the, the lane era of chains were, in my opinion, fantastic. Right. I mean, Jim, Jim Shepard, the bass player um, from Sanctuary, was of course. really good Really good friends with Lane Staley. Wow. And before he was in Alice in Chains, I don't even know what band it was, but we, I, I went with Jimmy to, down to this rehearsal place in Seattle. Um, I think it was called the Music Bank, and Lane's band was um, rehearsing, and they were doing a cover of Battle Angels. Wow, that's awesome! And freaking Lane nailed it. <laughs> so he was doing your vocal like, style. I was like, "Wow, this, this is pretty fucking cool." I'm, this was really right. I think right when Refuge Tonight came out really close it was wow. before before chains hit for sure so you dug you guys um, that, that's just kind of a, a very surreal memory now looking back right did you guys ever tour with them or get thrown into shows with Alice and Chains no wow no we were way too metal <laughs> Well, see, that's that's where I was really going with that. Was you know, Pearl Jam was on that label, and then you guys are obviously on the label, and then Allison yeah. Chains. But I, I, when we were recording Into the Mirror Black, we recorded it in L.A., and um, Allison Chains was down there recording Facelift, I believe. Okay, yeah, nice. it had to be Facelift. Their first record it was because they before they hit, and they were playing at some weird. We had a break in recording, and they were playing at some little 
little shithole bar somewhere and right. we're like oh we gotta go we gotta go see Lane and Jerry <clears throat> and so we all of us ended up going to the show and there was pretty much nobody there and I ended up singing a David Bowie cover Suffragette City wow. on stage and it was <laughs> You want to talk a little bit about the the leap from Nevermore back to Sanctuary? Um. Well, I was thrilled with it personally. Always, I like Nevermore, but I was always Sanctuary was the first thing that I ever heard you do. So, I mean, when when things got shaky in the Nevermore camp, it was well, we we'd already reunited before that, actually. On the seventy thousand tons of metal cruise, never more in sanctuary, and um, you know Jeff was playing in both bands, and uh, you know when everything with Nevermore got weird, uh, it was just kind of a natural thing to to you know talk to Lenny and say, hey, let's do another record. Sure, and so it was a pretty pretty. easy transition um (laughs) and yeah that's kind of how that worked uh the year the sun dot i think is absolutely brilliant i love it uh it's just really cool it was so i was so excited to see because i never thought that uh you know i would ever get another sanctuary record so i was absolutely thrilled with it just to let you know that i and i think the record is great yeah i love some of I really loved some of the reviews, though, that were so negative just because I wasn't squealing like a pig anymore. <laughs> well. <laughs> and uh, uh, I read a, one review that said, this is not a Sanctuary record, this is a Nevermore record. Oh, man, I'll bet that. Like, okay, get yeah, over yeah. it. I, I got over it really quickly <laughs> because I realized that people, people strongly identify bands with, you know, the vocalist sometimes just because yeah. you hear someone singing you're thinking oh that's this band right um, so it didn't really bother me it bothered some other people a little more than me <laughs> <laughs> but of course there's going to be comparisons like right. that but um, we're actually working on another record of new stuff right now so awesome fantastic the, the, the direction is a little flashier awesome more like uh, modern day thrash, I guess. Cool. Um, You're the Sun Guide was very dark and a little bit twisted. That's what I loved about it, and, too. Yeah, well, don't worry. There, There's not going to be any shortage of dark and twisted <laughs> on the next one. That's good. That's good. Now, how long you guys have been writing? You still got a lot of stuff to go into that, or uh, what's the... We've got about five... We've got about five songs Awesome. Well, the, yeah, it's, it's going to be heavier. It's always a good thing. I always thought that <sighs> you know, listening to uh, the last album, it's it's. I don't know, man. I, I always thought the stuff that you do is so creative, and it's always. Uh, and I wanted to touch on this real quick because I, I I've always wanted to tell you this: the one Nevermore record 
the one that that ended up getting put out where it got you know where it was remixed and uh, I damned if I can't think of the name of that right now, but enemies of reality. Correct. I'm, I don't, and, yeah. and hopefully I won't offend you with this. I love the original mix of it. You know, I've heard that from some people too. And I apologize if that's weird, but I absolutely I don't, and it, I love it. I don't know why. I mean, I I don't hate the remix of it, but I love the uh, natural the first mix of it. I actually thought it was cool, but well, there's nothing wrong with uh, personal preference. So, yeah, I'm sure. okay with that. Um, <laughs> I've heard that from different people too that you know they love the original mix. Now, maybe that's because they were so used to it. Um. But there's, you know, a lot of people that just fucking hated the original mix, too. And right. frankly, I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I th- you know, I think it is what you said. I think it's because I got used to that record and was listening to it first. And you get, I guess you get used to the way that it sounded. But I tell you, it was so dramatic, the, the changes on it. I, I, it's, it's interesting. It, it sounds like the same material, but just... I mean, I know that's the mix, but it just, I don't know, it brought out different levels in it. It's like listening to two different types of, of uh, two different views of the same piece. Right. But, but when it comes down to brass tacks, it was all about the songs on that record, and those are some of my favorite Nevermore songs. I think that, that record was highly underrated. I agree. Um, I agree, too. Mainly to begin with, because a lot of people were saying it sounded like shit, but... Um, Know, those songs still resonate. I mean, when I play Enemies of Reality live with my solo band, um, people go fucking apeshit. Oh, I bet. And, you know, it's that record, I think, is all about the songs. There's some really, really good songs on that record. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, I, I can look back at my whole career and think, Jesus Christ, I put out some good music. Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> but, you know, I wish my bank account would have reflected that. <laughs> but, yeah. We all do, we all do. <laughs> was no. that one I was thinking? It was uh, Engines of Hate. That one's probably my favorite on that record. Oh, yeah. And of course, I, Voyager, you know, the the single off of that or whatever you want to call it. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Engines of Hate is on, is on Dead Heart. Yep. Which one? Engines of Hate is on Dead Heart. The Heart and Dead World. Let's think of the, the gotcha. There's a live one on the. Uh, <laughs> it hit the, on the, the, on the I'm thinking of the live one. Okay. I remember seeing you guys with uh, Nevermore. I saw one of the only times I got to see you guys was uh, it was you guys and Demu Borger and Children of Bodom and I think Devin Townsend, Strapping Young Lad. And this was at Masquerade in Atlanta, and I remember. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Devin. God, I don't remember, but it was definitely. Did I get Did I get most of the bill right? Because it's been a minute. Yeah, you did. But I remember I just. Remember who, I thought. I can't remember who the first band was? Shit, who was it? Hmm. So yeah, that was a that was an insane tour. Jesus. Oh, oh yeah, I mean it. That I. That's one of the only times I've. I used to live in Atlanta, and I remember being... That show was packed. If it wasn't sold out, it was right there at it. And what tour was that one? Uh, what tour were... What were you all touring on that? Was that Enemies of Reality? No. Um, God, what was that? 
I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was, yeah. yeah. That, that time period is kind of hard to remember because that's when Nevermore was at the height of our alcohol abuse. Right. right. So a, a lot of that is just kind of fog for me. Um, luckily, I'm out of the fog at this point. That's good. Um, sure, congratulations. Oh, <laughs> I, I just remember one night on that tour, I was hanging out with Alexi from Bottom, and uh, I introduced him to a new drink. He's a super drunk. Apparently, my tolerance was a lot higher, and I just drank him under the table. And the next, <laughs> next day, that's great. The next morning, he, he told um, <clears throat> he wandered into the catering room, and he I think he told Jeff, "What did your singer do to me?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we could drink a lot back back in the day, huh? Uh, you know, you get older, you move on. There are other things in life that become more important than being fucked up. Every Right, yeah. You get some fun experiences either way, however you got to oh, yeah. make those memories, you know. <laughs> Misty watercolored memories of the way we were. <laughs> Wanted to talk to you a second about uh, <clears throat> the praises to the war machine. Okay. Uh, how did that come about? Was that something you wanted to do for a long time? or? That was something I wanted to do for a long time because... You know, as much of a metalhead as I am, I still liked, you know, hard rock, as long as it, as long as it was aggressive hard rock. And I always, always wanted to do something that was a little bit more attuned to the hard rock aspect of music. Right. And um, I started talking to people. I remember I met Peter Wickers um, when Solo Works was on tour, and I was on the bus with him, and I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to do a solo record, and I like to do something with um, different songwriters that I admire and you're one of them you know would you want to do it he was like yeah and we started trading songs back and forth and um, I was like this is exactly what I wanted and also Matt Wickland from God Forbid um, you know was involved with that too and wrote a couple couple of the best songs on it actually right um and yeah, it just kind of fell into place like that. And I was really, really happy with the, the final product. And actually, I'm working on the follow-up to that right now. Really? Awesome. Um, with my with my Brazilian guys. And Matt Wickland might actually be writing some stuff for it, too. Cool. Um, and the record is going to be called Shadow Work. And it's brutally fucking heavy. It's not like the first one. It's Interesting. It, it's more extreme for, for sure cool. uh, and I'm just we just finished the whole set of demos and the songs are turning out great it's it's going to be interesting to see where it goes awesome. I mean, it, it, it sounds not, nothing like Sanctuary um, of course people are 
it felt like never more because, <laughs> gonna say, yeah. because some of it's some of it's almost you know plot thrash f right. black whatever the fuck you want to call it but uh, one of my so. friends <laughs> I played, played one of the songs for one of my friends and he said this is really fucked up it sounds like a cross between a cross between Timu Borger and Queen <laughs> that's perfect Whoa. I don't think that sounds well, that's that's unique I want to hear that so yeah that's interesting and um, you'll, you'll hear it <laughs> um, it's not going to be out until next year but um, we'll definitely be yeah, looking forward to that I'm, I mean I'm working on so much shit right now I can I can barely think straight half the time <laughs> so you've got but your solo album that's awesome <laughs> if you want to stay stay relevant in the marketplace you know it's good to have Right, yeah. different yeah. irons in the fire. Have a variety, you know. Yeah, well, and, you know, touring is touring is pretty much the only place you make money anymore. So I'm hardly ever at home. Right. Been, been doing a lot of tours in Brazil. How's that um, going? Just got just got back from Europe, doing a whole um, month of dates. Um, uh, doing all of Dead Heart. Oh wow. So you were doing that tour under your name. Yes. That's awesome. good though you know you didn't burn a bridge or anything like that it's good to you know you guys have spent so much time together it's nice to keep that hey, so, so you know people that you're cl- that close with it's just kind of pointless to right you know you know not maintain a good relationship that's kind of like i mean my opinion when you break up with an ex-girlfriend you should stay friends you shouldn't be enemies right um, it's, it's kind of the, it's the same thing <laughs> it's I less mean, stressful being in a band is pretty much like being married 
yeah. anyway. So that that kind of a correlation, I think, is pretty obvious. Sure, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, when you're in a band, you're just married to four guys that don't put out. But you gotta love them, you know. Not, yeah, you gotta love them, and you don't necessarily want them to put out anyway. That's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's I guess that's that's normal I would imagine. But it's it's good that you know you can remain friends with people after some, being in a band that long, so. Yeah. But uh I wanted to ask you are you a horror movie fan at all? Hell motherfucking yes. Okay. Now we're getting into our stuff the, here. The here. Our podcast is is metal and and horror. Uh what was the first horror movie you ever saw? That's a, that's a good one to start with, yeah. Did you see it at the theater? Uh, yes, I did. I did, too. <laughs> I remember there were picket was, lines where I saw it. <laughs> I was I was really young, and it, it was pretty fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I, I, just saw that, I just saw that movie, Don't Breathe, and that movie was fucking killer. You liked it? That was just... I loved it. I know a lot of people didn't like it. Um... Seriously, I thought I I was going to puke during that scene when, when, for people that haven't seen it, I won't ruin it, but you know what happened if you've seen it. That was just one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. I haven't seen it yet, but when I watch it, I'll be like, wow, Warl hates this part. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one he warned me about. <laughs> do you have a do you have anyway. a do you have a favorite horror film series or do you I like I'm a big John Carpenter nut like I I love his stuff but not his newer I stuff. I love John Carpenter. I you know what I really like? I like those old subspecies movies that Full Moon put out. Oh nice. Wow. The vampire um, stuff. Yeah, cool. That's good. Oh god. I, I love Puppet Master too. I found a five. That's great. DVD. Yeah. A five DVD package of all the Puppet Master movies that were remastered and whatever. Nice. And we sold like 20 bucks for all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did a marathon and you know, the first one's first and the second one are still the best but yeah, yeah that kind of cheesy towards number five. They're good cheesy though because it's like all the acting around it's kind of like a soap opera but then the, the puppets themselves are really fucking gross and it's creepy. Yeah. You know. It's like a soap opera with fucking satanic like dolls it's kind of cool how they pulled it off there, but they make yeah and back to mm-hmm. sub, back to subspecies I really love that fucking outfit that Robbie wears in the first couple of ones I think yeah um he looks like he's in Dimmu board here basically <laughs> <laughs> I, I I so want that that leather trench coat that he's wearing oh yeah wear on stage oh yeah that'd be sick We'll see what yeah. we can do here I, at Phantasm. We'll make I, your, can, I can dream. I make can your dream. horror fantasies oh, so come true. <laughs> Phantasm, Phantasm. I mean, what do you think about... I mean, it's getting re-released, remastered in the theaters right now. I've, you know, it's... Phantasm. 
If you've got Comcast, it, it's on demand on there. I watched it the other night, drunk as shit. I love really? it. Really? Yes, I loved it. Apparently it looks fantastic. Like I haven't seen the... It looks... It, I mean, he didn't... They didn't mess with anything. The only thing a lot of people are complaining about, apparently there's some CG in it, but I didn't notice it. I was also pretty hammered when I watched it, but I, I thought it looked... <laughs> I thought it looked great myself. So, we're obviously... Awesome. We're huge yeah. fans. Our podcast is called Phantasm, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to see it in the theater. Um, yeah, we're probably going to. They're doing, you know, they're showing it over here, so we might go check it out. It's definitely, you know, I'm a, I'm a younger guy, so I didn't grow up seeing any of that. But, you know, I had television, and I'm on that work night shift, so I just watch horror movies all fucking night. And, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty much my therapy. It's the season of horror right now. Oh, that's very uh, true. You got anything you put uh, on traditionally around this time in October? You got your your favorites uh, you put on? Well, the original Halloween would be one. Oh, course. yeah, definitely. Of course. Um, and what did you think about the Rob Zombie remake? I hated him. I didn't like it. Second I, one was better like as I a slasher. I think it was terrible. I just didn't. I, I thought it was okay, but... Um, I just don't like backstory on stuff. Like, I don't want it. I think Michael Myers is more uh, visceral and creepy being a force of nature and being kind of like a spiritual force than uh, knowing how... I don't want to, like, see him as a kid and know how... Just like I don't want to see Darth Vader as a kid, you know. I don't want to know. It's better to for him to be who he is, and you're like, why the fuck is he like this, you know? There doesn't even need to be really a motive for any of it. I just... I think Michael Myers, him, who he was in the original film, was just fucking scary because he was like the shape, and he just didn't know what the fuck why he was doing the shit he was doing. He was just psychotic, and that's cool, you know. So I don't know. I guess Rob Zombie tried, but I didn't really. I don't know. And then the second one, he was like Zach Wild killing people. I don't know. It was. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, 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 I could have done without either one of those remakes, but right. you know, you can always go back to the originals. That's right. You know, I don't... About, you know, what the remake's like. They remade Silent Night, Deadly Night that I haven't seen, but it's got... It's just called Silent really? Night. It's called Silent it's Night. Silent yeah. Night. But it's got Malcolm McDowell in it, and it's got... It's not very good. It's got William Shatner in it as a drunk, like, DJ, like DJ radio host on it. Something weird. Like, they put a bunch of... It's a of, weird movie. It's... it's, it's <laughs> I haven't seen it, so... But the first one's great. Well, we're big yeah, fans of, of Halloween 3. Do you like Halloween 3, the mask one? Season of the Witch, of course. It's such a great movie. It's such an underrated film. See, I think people now, because there's a resurgence of Stop horror, it! Because of Blu-ray and all that, they're re-releasing these films to look better in HD. And people are now appreciating the old shit. Because when it was like, yeah. of course in the 80s everyone loved it. You know, I grew up, I was like born in 90, so I was watching all that shit when it was on TV, but... It wasn't as big, you know, it was kind of going down a little bit in the 2000s, but now the old shit's coming back, and you know, uh, Halloween 3 is so much more appreciated since it's been re-released than it was, it became like a cult film, because everyone hated it when it first came out. You know? I didn't, I yeah. loved it. Oh, um, I didn't, I liked it. <laughs> that's good, yeah. Well, you guys are true horror fans, you know, a lot of them are like, where's Michael Myers, you know, it's right. like, a fit about John it. Carpenter wanted to do something different and keep the name, but make it an anthology of different you know, in the same realm of the old movies, you know, he wanted to make something new and make an anthology out of it so he can keep making movies because it's boring to have Michael Myers ten times, you know. 
Not for me. I love seeing them, but for the uh, masses writer, didn't like it though. They're like, no. Oh yeah, I know. But I thought it was interesting, and it was a very cool idea for him to try it, and I think it worked. I mean, it was fucking creepy. There was like android things with like you know yellow blood, kind of like Tall Man and Phantasm. I was into that. And it's just a cool story. But. <laughs> it was a very weird movie, but it's great. It's become one of my all-time favorites for sure because I've watched it so many times now. Well, what's your favorite John? Car- what's your favorite John Carpenter movie? <clears throat> oh, the thing. <laughs> Love it, man! If you've got a Blu-ray player that that release that Scream Factory just put out of it is fantastic. It's two Blu-rays. It's really cool. They put all this extra stuff on. There's all these new interviews with John and the cast. Uh, it's really cool. They did a 2K master of the print. That movie is just so fucking. Even even though that's you know uh, a remake. Yep. Right. Um, right. It, it's just so classic, and they even remade the remake. Which yeah. Was, yeah. I didn't see that one. I was like, eh, they can't. Kind of, you can't remake kind of that. Sketchy. Yeah. No. It's supposed to be like yeah. a, a prequel, wasn't it? That that movie, the remake, was like almost like yeah. what happened. To the team before you know when they showed up or whatever. Yeah, but that I mean, movie—it wasn't, wasn't really bad. Yeah. It just wasn't great. Right. I didn't check it out. I was like, nah, that the original that the John Carpenter's the thing scared the shit out of me. There's only a couple movies that actually scared me pretty bad to where I didn't watch it for a while, or you know, and the thing was one of those films for me. I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> I don't know how I watched that whole thing. <laughs> Me and the like doctor it. are very different about. We had we feel di- totally different. I hated it, and he loved it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, the, the greatest scene though is when she chainsaws that chicken. Oh, it's awesome! Feast on the feast on this bitch. Yeah, that, that was, was great. Awesome. It was kind of the cheesy, and, you know, uh, action one-liners that you know Bruce did in the originals. That was great. They kind of did a throwback with that with that you know quote or whatever. But it was more of a serious take, and I got that. You know. Um, I'm more of an Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness guy I thought the first one I love too but Evil Dead 2 is my favorite probably and Army of Darkness is awesome that um, Ash vs. Evil Dead show that's on Stars is great oh that's awesome too I have not seen that I <laughs> it's fucking awesome treat, treat yourself it's really good <laughs> it's a gore fest too it's nasty and uh, Robert Tappert that was involved in the original stuff he's involved with it I don't think so much Sam Raimi as it is Robert Tappert but it's pretty awesome yeah and then for the remake of Evil Dead, they're putting out an extended edition on the 25th of this month. So there's like... Of that remake? Five extra minutes or something of the film. That's yeah. weird. Because there was a lot of stuff in the trailer that was not in the film, like noticeable stuff, you know. So I guess they're finally putting something out for that and with additional scenes, which is pretty cool, I guess, if you're into that. Um, yeah, you know, I thought it was pretty awesome. Um well, have you watched the Conjuring movies? Yes, I I liked them. Do you like? Did you like them? I did. I did indeed. I thought the second one was actually better than the Me first. Me too. One. I did totally. Too, yeah. yeah, it was fucking. I saw that in theaters. I was pretty uh, impressed. I was very impressed. I was well, like, this the, is really cool. The, you know. the nun is getting her own movie. Are you serious? Really? That's awesome. Yes. There, that's the that movie actually scared me. Like <laughs> I I jumped a couple of times in that film, which. 
I go see any you know horror movie I try to go see in theaters that looks good, which is rare nowadays. But The Conjuring Two actually, I got my money's worth seeing a horror movie you know in theaters first time yeah. in a while. Did you watch Annabelle? I did. It was okay. The demon in that I thought was bitching. <laughs> yeah. When we saw it at the theater, I basically jumped in my girlfriend's lap. I was like, Jesus, that fucking thing. Because it looks freaky. If you look it up and just look at photos of it online, it's like, Jesus. What's all that? That scene? part where she's down in that, it, it, where she's downstairs, I guess, in that basement of that of that apartment building or whatever, and that damn thing's falling her. I was like, ugh. The fact that it's based, you know, loosely on true stories is pretty crazy, too, you know. That Annabelle doll doesn't look half as creepy as the movie, but it's definitely real. It's kind of scary, but uh, that's good stuff. One, one thing that I want to see, I want to see the new Blair Witch movie. I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. It's made a lot of money. Yeah, I haven't. I don't yeah. even know anyone that's seen it. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I have a couple friends that saw it that said it was good. Really? Okay. And that there's some some really intense some really intense scenes. I thought it was weird. Walmart was like having a huge promotion on it. They're like in theaters. I was like, that's weird. They weren't even selling like the old movies. It was just like Walmart presents. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> Walmart's like, go see this horror movie. I was like, okay. <laughs> you can't buy CDs here that said "fuck" in it a long time ago, but you can you can buy The Exorcist and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By all these demonic titles. I guess there's an Exorcist. Show now too, right? Yeah, it's actually kind of cool. I've been watching it. It's it's okay. Well, it's out already. Yeah, it's out. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, thought it came out in November. Oh, awesome! Just in time for uh, yeah. Halloween and all that. Now, what I about? Don't, I um, don't have. I don't have Netflix, so I can't see a lot of shit right now. But I really, I've been watching online that show Stranger Things. That's pretty fucking good. I it is good. Qualifies as horror. Yeah, it's kind of you know. Oh, I've never seen it. So it's supernatural good. mystery. There's all kinds yeah. of crazy alien shit involved, I think. And yeah, and season two, Stephen King is stepping up and he's writing it. So it's wow, that should be good. Thing. Oh wow! And the kids in that show are just cute as hell. <laughs> um, it's, it's a good show. Yeah, you should check it out for sure. I binge watched the whole first season in two days. Everyone's been telling me to. They're like, dude, if you watch it, you're not going to get off it. You're just going to watch it all. So I was like, all right, you know. I haven't yet, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it out. I guess I'll, I'll check it out, yeah. Definitely. And then uh, I watched uh, Children of the Corn last night, which is... The original? Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Which I haven't seen in a while. It was weird watching it again. Cause the, Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I love it. It's a... I forgot how just, like, gory it was. Because... I don't really realize it, you know, to start watching it, like, holy shit, this is actually pretty creepy that, like, the, I'm actually afraid of these cult children, it's just fucking weird. How it makes you feel that way. <laughs> it's like, the whole overzealous religious shit's actually really well executed in that film to where it's scary. Like, it's... Every time I think about that... Be, children can be very fucking scary. <laughs> that movie's a perfect what, what, example. Yeah. But no, 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 there's another one. What is it? Uh... The Brood is pretty Village nasty. of the Damned. Yeah, Village of the oh, Damned the is awesome. Yeah. The Brood was amazing, too. Cronenberg. <laughs> we did an episode uh, of The Brood, and we actually were so uncomfortable with it that I don't think we ever put it up. Did we not? I don't think you ever we put it up. We never did. No, you should put it up. 
I guess we could put it up. It'll be on a lost. It'll be a lost episode. But we were actually because none of us had seen it in years, and we we put on. We had a, you know one of the new Blu-ray releases of it. I think it's a Criterion. It is. Yeah, it's Criterion. Yeah. And and uh, we watched it, and the first time any of us had seen it in a long, long time, we were so fucking grossed out that the episode just kind of went blank where we weren't even talking. We were just like, this is fucking fucked up. <laughs> we just, just kind of went dead for the last, like, but I mean, it's You know, it's gross, but it's not as gross as The Fly. The Fly, I can't even watch. That, I mean, if that was his point, was to gross me out and horrify me as a child, it worked, because I can't watch that film. Ugh. I'm serious. It, it makes me want to peel my skin. It's one of the few people that could have, I mean, remaking The Fly. Come on, uh, that's, that's another good instance of a very good Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's a, a great fact film. original. Great Very film, effective. But fucking gross. Yeah. He's no. good at doing that. I did. You know, the, the I think sequel, the, the sequel to the fly, the fly two, the one with um, Eric Stoltz. Name. Eric Stoltz. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just pretty much useless. Yep, it was bad. No, it was really dumb. It was just really bad, but. You know, I, I think Cronenberg's most fucked up movie, and I don't think I've ever even told Corey this. I don't know if you guys have seen this. Is the movie Crash? Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so screwed up. Okay, you is that that drama film? It's about people that enjoy getting in car wrecks. Wouldn't you say? Isn't that a good way to describe it? They, they, they get sexually excited from being in car wrecks. Yeah. Yes. yes, they sexually like they fuck after they and lick each other's wounds from being in a car wreck. Oh God. Well, if you read if you read the whole book, there's something that um, that Cronenberg left out of the movie, and that's the whole subplot with this guy, one of the characters that is obsessed with dying in a car crash with Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> and for some for some reason, they had to cut that out of the script for the movie film. Um, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not sure why, but if you love the movie, you should definitely read the book by J.G. Ballard. It's really fucking good. I definitely will. Yeah, I love that movie. It's funny because when I tell people, you know, have you ever seen that movie Crash? It's so fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, I love Sandra Bullock in that. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was no, like, that's that's not what that wasn't a Cronenberg film. That's not what we're talking about. Because that's, that's a normal drama <coughs> movie where, you know. Yes, because if those people had seen that movie, they would definitely not be going, I just love that. <laughs> yeah, because it's Cronenberg. You know, it's going to be body horror, nasty it's wound that one I remember I worked at a movie theater I was a projectionist when that thing came out that thing came out in what like 95 yeah something like that yeah. and I remember I was working at a theater and it was NC-17 and I remember I watched it I'm, I'm, I, this is so funny I watched it on a date and that that was pretty much it like she was like she saw, watched that with me and I never heard from her again she's gonna lick my wounds <laughs> It's like, guess what? We're going to go crash my fucking car and then I'm going to rail you. <laughs> with While I'm wearing my cast and my fucking sling. Oh, man. Too funny. Too funny. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for doing this, man. We appreciate it. It's been awesome. It's been really cool. Yeah, no problem, man. It's, I had a really fun conversation. I don't get to talk more with people all that. Oh yeah, man. We like I say, you want to come back on? You get your new stuff out, and we can tell everybody to look for that stuff. That sanctuary. When the sanctuary release is that coming out next year too? The, the, uh, I think the, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be January. January. Okay, great. Awesome. So, and then you've got your solo album, and that'll be. That's probably gonna be the. Uh, well, I'm not quite sure yet. It could be um, late. 
Okay. Wow, okay. Well, people can look for that stuff, and we, like I said, I can't thank you enough for coming on. You've yeah, been a hero of mine since I was a, since I saw you guys open for Megadeth, so this has been really cool. I, I, gotta, I gotta tell you a funny story, though. Okay, cool. Yeah, Please. Go for it. About that, that sanctuary tour at Megadeth. Um, <clears throat> there, there was, like, like, quite a few shows where Sanctuary would come on, and I would come out, and people thought I was Doro. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> pretty funny man that's like i said i remember that specifically my uncle used to take me to shows so i remember we went to that and you guys were the surprise for me because I, I didn't know who you were and i was like man i've been a fan ever since so really really cool but I've been a fan of doro ever since i have been a fan of world doro ever since so. <clears throat> oh lord Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. It's been fucking awesome. Yeah, thank you. And uh, you you guys have a great day. And stay brutal. Stay bloody. One thing I've learned not to believe in, it's ghosts. Ah! Ah! 
seven doors of death. Your blood will run cold as the icy fingers of death tighten their stranglehold. I must be going crazy. Good boy. Good boy, Dickie. You made them go away. Same. Kim Henkel, author of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, filled with unrelenting excitement, a truly original haunted house thriller. Tobe Hooper, director of Poltergeist. Seven Doors of Death. It will scare the hell out of you. Rated R. They broke into the mall for the wildest all-night party of their lives. A dead meat. But you're never alone. In the chopping mall. What's that? Robot blood. Chopping mall. We're shopping costs you an arm and a leg.
For centuries, they have been hiding in the rubble of your cities. The concealed threat. The invisible terror. Chris! They can sense the rhythm of your blood. Hear clouds pass overhead. See where you are blind. A force so deadly, it will tear the screen from your throat. Wherever you are, they are. Somewhere in the world, every other day, a corporate executive is assassinated. Team her up with Wilson. Murphy or Mahoney, I'm comfortable with. You're uncomfortable? With surprises. There's not a trace, not a speck of metal. Nothing softer could have ripped and ravaged like this. Is it an animal? Well, it ain't human. Do you realize how many people disappear without a trace? Something out there might be eating people. Did you hear that? You were being lured. We were being separated. By what? The carnivore. You got yourself some kind of meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. What is it? It's Wilson. They're only animals. They might be gods. In their eyes, you are the savage. say he just reeks. But he's a good boy. But he has what you might call basic hygiene problems. Sometimes Buddy likes to mess around. And sometimes kids play in Buddy's slaughterhouse. And they make fun of Buddy. But Buddy likes to play with his friends. Let me go, fat boy! Don't scare the poor thing, boy. Take off that damn mask. That's better. Don't mess with his hogs. Three hundred sixty pounds of fever He's going all wild at the... Slaughter. 